Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Podcast ever, realest podcast ever. Yeah. Two brothers bringing thinking on the second level. Woo. Music, sports, fashion, politics, and the streets. The best two hours out of every week. Yeah. YDN, dinosaurs, and YBODs. Real talk every time, this is what you need. need. We just out here popping shit. It's your boy C. Diddy, and Matt makes me sick. TRPE, TRPE, T-R-P-E, T-R-P-E, go. They know. The realest podcast ever. Woo. Woo. The realest podcast ever. Jim, for me. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I can't hear nothing. Like, I, Whatever I, you did, it made my sound incredible. <laughs> yo, is, yo, I can't hear nothing. I don't know where this is. This uh, is a weekly thing. Every week, we just talked about this last week. Uh, here, you want these? <laughs> I literally can't hear nothing. Can you hear good? Yeah. Straight. Right. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that box. I just flipped it off. Matt said his sound quality went up. When I yeah, that when, whatever box. he did, his, my sound quality went through the roof. I have no idea what's going on with either of these two headphones. Give me one of them. Let me see now. Well, you put it on. You're right next to it. See how it feels. Take that back. All right, I'll take this one. Yo, there we go. All right, now we're good. Yeah, I don't know what teller just came. What type of voodoo? Yeah, headphone voodoo teller just came in here and did. Uh, it's the realest podcast ever, episode one hundred and one hundred and nine. One hundred and nine. One hundred and nine. Jeezy's class did not make it to one hundred and nine. This no. is podcast episode one hundred and nine. We're in go mode through the quarantine. Yes, we are. Yeah. We back to back to back yeah. to back to back. We not y'all taking, are welcome. We not taking breaks the way we were taking in <laughs> nineteen because it was my fault. <laughs> but we I'm act- glad that you finally have admitted I'm this. I, I admitted it from from the from the jump. Like I, I remember when I was in the breakfast pod, somebody was like, "Yo, what's up with the podcast?" I'm like, "Chavy bullshit." Man, I was just with Chavy. <laughs> <laughs> it was you. I'm like, "You're like, oh, you got me." All right, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, no, put, 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 put put butter on my on my toes. Because <laughs> this nigga talking about. But nah, yeah, it's uh 109. We back. Uh, this is like the like ninth episode. No, how many have we done since the quarantine? Like, Kev was 100. The girls were 101. So we've done seven. We've done seven since, since the quarantine. quarantine. Pretty consistent. It's getting ridiculous. Yeah, um, it's a lot going on in the uh, world, the community, the economy right now. We're gonna save that for later. We're yeah, gonna do we'll this do in it. reverse. Yeah, we'll do that later. We're gonna do that later. Um, we got a special guest today, somebody that we've referenced on the show like a million times since we've had this podcast. Um, yeah, I kept saying he needs to come up here, man. A lot of stories, funny as shit. <laughs> today he's here. It's finally popping. Uh, you want to you want to introduce uh, uh, we, our special we, guest? We got old head Nate up here, man. Like it took it took forever. <laughs> <laughs> it took forever, but Nate finally up here. Go ahead, say say what's up to the people, man. 
Hello, people. <laughs> Hello, people. <laughs> no Philly Nate, 22nd and Allegheny. All day. All day long. All day. We'll not leave 22nd and Allegheny. Yeah, well, can't. Every time some shit. Yo, did you know You know all the cars got smashed up in front of the depot today? Again? Again, right there. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Dog, this shit happens once a year. Somebody come through Allegheny, it, lose it just, control of the whip. I think somebody pay them. Somebody <laughs> look behind and just spike oh, them. Hang a little 500. Take the tow truck. Yeah, go down there and get everybody. Pimp just got his Escalade back. It got hit again. Because it was one of the, his yeah. joint, Sandy joint. Like six, seven cars got smashed Sandy in Sop? Sandy Sob. Sandy probably wanted that. <laughs> T-Mac and Fiddy. A bunch of joints got hit. Oh, T-Mac. Dog. Somebody and and left the wheel. Hopped out the wheel. Oh, they do. Hopped what out with the the uh, uh, what's the boy be driving the, the little forklift? Crazy old head. Uh, be pushing the vacuum, John. The weird. Dude. Weird. weird he, he said the boy jumped out the car and hopped on the sixty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Type of James Bond car accident. That's what's going on in Allegheny. The crazy thing is, though, nothing sober a drunk person up like crashing into nineteen cars. They wake right up. Know exactly where they at. Oh damn, I was Probably had this bus fare. Yeah, real talk. Got out of there. But um, the reason we we got Nate up here, the reason we wanted to have this conversation is. You want to talk about the tweets? Yeah. Um, so the other day. Every now and then, Chad gets on Twitter and drops bomb knowledge. It's not inadvertently. always. Inadvertently. It's not <laughs> always the fuck shit, the, just the silliest. Yeah. Every now and then, <laughs> some knowledge pops off. Um, actually, I've been on fire lately. The last couple <laughs> weeks, I've been on fire. But this particular one, it started from a TikTok that went viral. And it was basically given a straight line, like a simplistic straight line of renting versus home ownership. Um, and basically, this the whole kind of calculation was like, if you go get apartment, six thousand. if it's 2000 a month, it's first, last security. You got to give up $6,000 initially to move in, 2000 a month. If you live there for four years, you pay out XYZ amount of money. You don't recoup none of that. And you got to go. Then the on the home ownership side, they basically said you can put on a was it a two hundred thousand dollar house? Mm-hmm. You could put three percent down. Um, you could put three percent down. You'd be paying thirteen hundred a month. Uh, so you'd be putting down. I guess it was the same six thousand. The same six thousand. Uh, you'd be paying thirteen hundred a month, and then the house is going to appreciate at a rate of three percent a year. Blah, blah blah, and then you'll have. This amount of equity in the crib after four years, you can sell it, make $46,000, and then all this cool shit. You get to go to OVO Fest. You get to go to OVO Fest, <laughs> hang with Drake, yeah, all of that. Go to Coachella. Yeah, it's they, make, they make it seem so decent. Yeah, right. so yeah. it's like the the what initially made me jump in on it was just like, number one, it, it blew the fuck up. That was the first thing. And I'm just like, I just kept seeing it. And then I finally clicked on the video and actually watched it. I was like, this is, this is bullshit. So it's like, all right, what they didn't factor in was... What like a three percent down payment is basically like either through FHA, FHA Freddie Mac, or some sort of federal program. Right. If you don't qualify for that federal program, they're going to push you to conventional, which is twenty percent down. And most people just most people don't have <laughs> don't have twenty percent to put down on a house. Now, locally, it's like say you live here in Philadelphia. They had a ten thousand dollar grant that they were giving mm-hmm. out that you had to go through all these different steps, but you had to be a Philadelphia resident and buy a home within the Philadelphia city right. limits. So we talk about Delaware all the time. If you wanted to go buy a crib in Delaware or buy a crib at Plymouth Meeting, you don't qualify with that grant. Mm-hmm. I actually had a friend of mine who was selling a home in Upper Darby that he couldn't sell to the buyer because their grant was for Philadelphia only. When we went to look at the townhomes in Delaware, they was like, first-time homeowners in Delaware, you automatically get, I think it's 6500 
they'll give it to you right. just on the strength. You're a first-time homeowner in Delaware. The only issue is you have to buy a Delaware home. You have to combine. If you're with two people, you have to make, I think it's less than 192 or something crazy okay. like that. And then it's other stipulations. And then, like, I, realistically, the house we were looking at was, like, 365. And I'm just like, the 6000 really isn't going to matter. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> just, you can put it to closing calls and shit, but it's like, yeah, all right, cool. But in Philly, if you get in 10 grand and the house is 145, it's like, it's like whoo. Yeah. All right, you know. And then there's other programs and stuff that sometimes you can combine with these grants in order to get your closing costs paid, this and that. You can ask for seller's assist from the person right. selling you the crib. All this different type of stuff. However, just on a straight line, what they didn't factor in was just from if you don't get approved for a federal program, 20% down. So now you at 40000 Right. Also, they didn't factor in any type of homeowner's insurance, title insurance. Uh, the fact it, that if you do a FHA loan, you have to take insurance loan. I mean, a loan insurance. Loan insurance, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, <clears throat> monthly maintenance or yearly maintenance, yeah. however you want to break it down. Because it's like, all right, say if you got a, your roof cracked, you got to pay $5,000. Right. It's not necessarily a monthly expense, but you break that down over... The However, the course of the year, you got that expense or whatever. So they just basically took into the account for none of these other variables. And I'm like, this is the problem with steering people toward home ownership. You can't just throw it out there on some like macro level. It's a lot of nuance to it. And me in particular, I just went through this uh, like a year and a half ago. I tried to buy a triplex that was turnkey. And I got to like the 11th hour on it. It was me and... uh. Me, me and my girl uh, at the time, and I got to the 11th hour on this, and they was like, you can't do FHA. You got to go conventional. So now it goes from, oh, you got to put like eight grand down to 24000 down, and it just changed the whole nature of the deal. And this is with it being an income property. Right. They was calculating, all right, $1,000 for this unit, $1,000 for this unit, blah, blah, blah. You already got one tenant. You could put another tenant in there, blah. They were calculating all of that, and you Still got to come with the 20%. So because I already went through it, I'm like, this is BS. During the conversation on Twitter, Muda jumped in and was like, oh, well, I got a house in Delaware, blah, blah, blah. My crib appreciated this and that. Um, I, it's worth 15000 more now than it was a year ago. Yeah, great. That's cool. But who's going to buy your house in the middle of an international pandemic? Right. Nobody. There's nobody buying any houses right now. We don't know what the next six months looks like. We don't know what the next 12 months looks like. We don't know what the next five years looks like. Nobody with sense, unless you're a multimillionaire, is buying a $300,000 home right now. Right. So that's dead. And a lot of the real estate offices are closed for business anyway, unless you're doing cash purchases. So let's throw that out there. Then he says, no, oh, well. You want to hear some funny shit? I was literally bringing my bike out the crib the other day to ride my bike, and I came to the end of, like, the cul-de-sac and turned to go out into the street. And I was just, like, standing there stretching. Dude walking up with his dog and was like, hey, you looking to buy a property? And I was like... The fuck made him ask me that? <laughs> like he gave me his car because he a realtor, and I'm like, it's bad out here. Y'all walking up on strangers. Yeah. Like, oh, this shit is crazy. Yeah. So, so he was like, well, you know, I got this all of that scenario, and then he's like, oh, well, my mortgage is not this. Then I start asking questions like how I ask questions. I'm like, all right, well. If you didn't put 20% down, what what type of program did you go through and what was it? He's like, oh, well, I didn't put 20% down. I think he put 10 and then he had a secondary mortgage running concurrent on the property that was a buy down for seven years worth of the mortgage, which made his mortgage a 23 and one instead of a 30. Right. So it's like, all right, well, yeah, you don't have a 30-year mortgage and technically you have equity in the crib, but you still paid all this money up front. 
whether you gave it to them in a lump sum or you broke it down by splitting the mortgage, you still put all that money out. So you did conventional, you just did it in a different manner. Right. They they were flexible with a different program because it was your first time home buying. So that's what started the conversation and brings us to where we are today because majority of the conversation that I had subsequently from that initial video was based around the theory of either doing rehabs, um, like identifying uh, properties in neighborhoods that you can do rehabs in, coming into it with putting the work, necessary work in, coming into it with equity, and starting from day one. Or if people are looking to buy and then f flip houses, how that would be better by using that same 40000 you might got to put down on a $200,000 house, using that same 40000 to get you into the rehab game and the type of returns you can have in cities like Philly, Cleveland, Baltimore, uh, Detroit, in certain instances, depending upon what side it attracts you in. And the fact that instead of sitting and putting all this money into a single family home in one door and hoping that it appreciates over time and you don't get hit with a global pandemic like we in right. the middle of right now, that in the meantime, you could use that same money and just keep turning it over in terms of being able to flip houses or acquiring income property. So that's what brings us here today, and we wanted an expert to come and have the conversation. Hitting everything on the head. Exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Ben says, you give me $300,000, I'm not going to Delaware. I'm going to come in my neighborhood, buy this house, this house, this house, if you gave me the cash. I didn't start out with the cash, so I had to go different avenues. One of the avenues I went to, the house I grew up in, all moved out, me and my family, we left it there. So I came back, me and my wife and my family, like 92, 93, started fixing it up. Gotcha. All right, boom. And a little bathroom up, kitchen, living in the living room, just get it up and running. So after I got up and running, did a little refinance. They gave me a little few dollars on it. So I said, all right, I went and bought another property down 24th and Thompson. I wish I would have kept the property this day. Uh, right. yeah, 24th and Thompson. I is. wouldn't be sitting right here with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know Marvin Harrison and brought up yeah, anything yeah, around yeah, there. He, so. he, he, he didn't. He didn't tour that neighborhood up. That's his neighborhood. So, and um, and after that, I bought that property. So, me and the guy went back and forth. I had to give it back to him. It was too big of a project. So then, my next door neighbor, he was selling a couple of properties. I bought that property. I was actually fixing a rental property up. Wow, me and my wife was living in the house that we live in, fixing that up. She right. just said. Most women were like, look, get my house together until we, I said, look, she said, no, baby, no problem. We're getting rid of this. Right. And still fixing our house up. So we just kept going on. And then I would get out the, the uh, I would go around find addresses. I'd be riding around the the truck in the daytime on my car. And I just start copying our addresses of abandoned properties. Right. Start looking them up. So I'm like, it wasn't the day and time. Like, this was 95, 96, Right. 97. So this is like pre-internet. Or if it is limited internet at best. It wasn't even that. <laughs> Thick phone book. Right. <laughs> I found one guy, his name was Mortimer LeCote. I looked up every Mortimer LeCote, and the, the last one was him. It's 1999. The last one was him. We talking, talking. He said, I'm going to go on my swing. I said, can I meet you when I go on my swing? I said, swing? I said, oh, you work for Septa? Yeah, said, Septa niggas know the yeah, lingo. Yeah, so I said, he said, he said yeah, I'm a, on the, the uh, blue line. The bro, uh, yeah, the L, L. L. yeah. So we him talking, and I made the deal with him. It was three grand, no. No couple of houses with the property. And he was like, how did you find me? I said, I found you in the yellow pages. He said, well, I had that house sitting. Give me what you want to give me. And that was the first rental I had that I actually rented out 
Right. From there. The 90s yeah. was crazy. The 90s was a crazy. A property for three stacks. Three grand. That's Yeezys. I bought some $1,400 Jordans the other day. I'm going to say, I'm going to house for four or five <laughs> Go put three, four grand and start renting it out. So I, yeah. I started renting out a whole house. I'll never do that again. I just do all rooms. Okay. And what led to the transition from uh, just renting, just straight taking one tenant, renting a house to renting rooms? Going to landlord tenant court. It was a big problem, and I had to get the lady out. And it was a, I mean, and I'm like, they're taking control of my whole house. When I do the rooms, me and my wife can be out partying. I got to go to the bathroom. It's one of my rooming houses close by. I can go in there 24 hours. Right. A regular house, you just got to ride by like, all right, Shanisha, I got this yeah, whole house. It ain't I can't, your house. I can't yeah. my house. Yeah. I can use my basement. I can use my backyard. It was more accessible, and the money was more. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like per room, and it was more guaranteed. Yeah. Which, to this day, I rent the people would get Social Security, SSI, retirement. Oh, okay. So which, you basically have a uh, like a profile of the type of people that you that I want to rent to. Rent to. Yeah. You got, it's nothing against me and Matt. Or you, if you got <laughs> nine to five, I can't. I'm not renting to you. Yeah. And the epidemic that showed me, I've been doing this for 20, 24 years. Yeah. That I wasn't nothing wrong with it. I'm right. not discriminating. It's just that I don't want to. Want to guarantee money? Yeah, I want yeah. to guarantee money. And with them checks, that's what they can afford. I'm figuring if you work for SEPTA, you're a fireman, you shouldn't need no room. I'm not talking about your finances, but I know it's going to be a problem. You already coming to me with a problem. Right. You working right here? I ain't got no problem with what you make. You can make what you can afford. I just know most of my problems came from people that was getting weekly or bi-weekly paychecks. Right. I mean, the, the people that get the monthly checks, they're a pain. It's, uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> going there. You just got to get naked on your own porch to go in your house. <laughs> <laughs> the out. My wife looking at me all crazy. I'm like, oh, babe, we doing rooms. So, like, hey, when you do a whole house, you're going to go in there. And, and, and the girl worrying about her 80-inch TV, but it's critters riding anywhere. Right. You're knocking the bugs off the TV, but she worried about how big it is. Get it out the way before you fix that corner. You're like, all right, no problem. You and the roaches go sit over there. But basically, the startup money is, is, is a lot of guys ask me to start now with the startup money. Having your credit together now is more worthier than back then. Back then, I can go around and shave up a few dollars, work in a fuel lane, except that that's do a lot of overtime. I did a lot of overtime back then. That's why my last few years, I didn't do overtime or regular time. I would average like (laughs) 20 hours a week because I started my real estate back then. And I just keep it flowing with the rooms and it's whatever's good for me. People are like, you want to try this? You want to try new construction? You want to try flipping? I, I flip, but it's not fix up flip. I get one for a nice price. Okay. You call me up, somebody call me up. I got a guy in the art. I can make a quick four or five grand. Oh, for like wholesaler. Yeah, you're a wholesaler. Not fixing that up from the basement floor to the roof. I don't feel like doing it. Right. I got a bunch of buddies that does that. Now they're kind of stuck, so they got to start renting them because who's going to yeah, buy yeah. a $250,000 house at 23rd and It's funny, it's it's, funny it's that right you said that because uh, I was talking to a friend of mine that uh, he has a security company and he also do construction. And he was telling me about, like, he was basically saying, like, anybody right now that got four, five, eight properties that <clears throat> they either was in the middle of construction trying to flip it or – you know, they, they got these single tenants or whatever in there. Mm. They A lot of them in bad shape because the real estate companies aren't, I mean, the, uh, the mortgage companies aren't really doing uh, mortgage abatement, but the the uh, state and stuff like that is telling the tenants that they don't have to pay rent. They don't have to pay rent. Exactly. So you're stuck. So you're stuck. That's why a lot of guys over the years have been telling me, you're doing rooms, it's a pain, it's a pain. I said, no problem. 
this right here is showing me to this day we're in, sitting in, in Woodbury, New Jersey, until <laughs> I get six feet on the ground. That's what I'm going to do because yeah. this is showing me. I got tenants giving me rent for August, October, August, September. They didn't pay me off because of the stimulus and they didn't yeah. there's rooms. Right. My buddy's calling me up. Oh, man, the girl, she got laid off. I said, you got granite kitchen top? I got a regular one from the Home Depot. You got right. pretty cabinets? Yeah. I got one cabinet. You got linoleum? You got good floors, hardwood? I got linoleum. We're getting the same rent, same right. money. <laughs> Your house can be worth more in the long run because you got more in it, depending on how you tell the city you're, you're building your house. Right. Like, I told the guy, you can take a house. They've selling houses in North Philly, not 250000 I'm not lying. I, yeah. I didn't sell Nigga, myself, right? yeah. all down around di- uh, 29th 29 shit. 29. <laughs> all, all down with the 48, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, it used to be a myth when I first started. It was, your house next door to me is worth as much as mine. That was true in the 90s, 91. I would go get an appraisal and... Matt back look better than my back. I go get the or his front look better than my front. I go take my address, put it on Matt House. I had a buddy, guy wrestler, so he was my appraiser. <laughs> Click, take a pic. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. <laughs> you can't get that now. Google, Google yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they're doing. She, she went in the alley one time. She looks. She said, "Man, I can't make it back there." Oh, your neighbor house look good. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't get away with that now. Uh, what was her name? Okay, Meg. Was it Meg? I think it was Meg. Yeah, I rest her soul. I'm t- she would come and do it for me. I ain't make up that. Oh, that front of that house is aluminum side. Click. That's stucco. That's in front of your house. Put the address. Go up there and hold the address. Do <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. So we can get the appraisals right now. Hold, 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 hey, hold the address. <laughs> Meg took the picture and, and she had my I mean, she went on one house. It was like every house, 23rd in York, Beachwood Street. It's like every other house is abandoned. She, when she took the pictures for the bank, you would think they had mansions. <laughs> she, was, she was blocking out stuff. She called me up to go to shut up. I said, they gave me a loan on this block. I said, man, this banker come on this block and see this block. He'll take it. Oh, <laughs> he ready? Like the whole block not worth this much. Exactly. But that's how back then you can get away with that. But now... It's more now you're keeping your credit together, trying to find people that get you deals, little. And it's, it's like, I see people like, I'm, I'm looking at that when it's about 25. I got to put this much in it. I kind of cringe because of the way I started. I'm like, uh, I'm still in my grumpy age. Yeah. Like, what? You put 20 in there and you paid 20. That's three more houses. You paid 20. <laughs> so I had to sit back like, you know what? The time is changing. I mean, my wife looking like, I got to hold on to what I can hold on. Like, yeah. you send you letters. I'm going to buy your house. They put the address. They put a picture of your house. Call your cell phone. But, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not selling you nothing unless you knock my socks off, which most of them, once I give them my price, they'll be looking at me like, you calling me for something that's not for sale. So right. why am I going to sell it to you for what you think you're going to pay for? He said, was it, was it the Russians or somebody who said, sent you the, uh, they <laughs> sent him a letter and was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, we want to buy the property. He's like, I ignore it. He's like, they sent me another letter. I'm like, I know. He's like, they sent me another letter. Said, this final one, notice. yeah, final notice. It's like, did I hold you? Contacted me. You contacted me. I said final notice. And then the one guy texted me. I said, uh, he said something still on the street. I said, all right, uh, me one hundred fifty thousand. He texted me back. Well, text me back. When you get serious, I said, you text me. I am right. serious. He said, well, come on. We're all not Allen Iverson playing the Sixers, and we're trying to get I said, my man, you're calling me for something that's not for sale. So yeah, you got to pay above market. You yeah. got to pay way above market. 
I get a couple of I got four rooms in here. Anybody can ask this out. It ain't going to hurt me if I sell it to you or keep it. Yeah. And I got a text over there about a flip. It was a guy sent my brother a text about flipping houses. He said he hates flipping because it's selling an asset. No matter if you're making profit off it or not, you're selling an asset. And in the middle of this right now, I see what he was talking about. Right. I mean, if you some flips, if I flip, I got to know you already signed your mortgage papers. You already, you. I can't go out there and just put this up for sale because I'm going to have to go run it up. Right. With my rooms, the way it's going to So basically be. you're saying that you wouldn't go into a flip unless you basically already kind of had like a buyer a pre-approved buyer. going into it. Right now? Yeah. Even I say a year ago to now, I would have still have been the same before the epidemic hit. Yeah. So it still would have been like that. I got to find a buyer because I'm not searching around and it just looks all good. Now you got to sectionate it or. That's the scary you know, part about. <clears throat> excuse me. That's the scary part about doing the hard money thing. It's like you go the hard money route, you get the money, you could do the property, but it's like. This don't got to sell. Yeah, it got to sell. Because it's sell. like you got to pay that ridiculous yeah. vig on the flip side. Yeah. So, And I know some hard money dudes that's not like, yo, you going, I'm giving you 12 months. I went all mine back. Yeah. Now, the flip game three, four years ago, you were, oh, they was loving it because it was flipping. Now it's like a lot of them hard money guys getting a little yeah. more stern on it because I got a, I got a friend of mine that basically came up from uh Using hard money lenders, and um, he owned like probably like a good thirty properties in West Philly, all around like the uh, Lancaster Ave, Forty Six, uh, really? all the way around that way. Uh, um, but you know, he that's his neighborhood. He grew up around there. He just kind of stay in his pocket, so he just kind of know where he at. Um, he got some stuff um, out of out of state in Georgia and stuff like that now. But yeah, he came up to the point where his hard money lender was didn't even come inspect the properties no more. They would just send the money. How much money you need? Just send the money. But he was locked in with them for 15 years, so... And he, and he paying them back. He paying them back every time. Every time, exactly. But then it's hard money. Like, my cousin had a... I think I told this story before on the show. My cousin had a hard money nightmare where he took out a hard money loan. It was, like, for 90000 and he ended up paying back, I think, 135 plus, plus, plus something, plus something else, like, plus, plus. They wrap you. <laughs> the hard money wrap you. But if you can stand... If you've wrapped in the hard money and your other money is wrapped up in that... You in a bad situation. Yeah. I'm wrapped up in hard money right now. I ain't got no problem with it. I just keep giving them until I figure out because I'm going to figure out. Now I'm retired. I can maneuver around more. Yeah. So he got me. He got me to bond, but he don't. To me, the rent I'm getting off the property and the way he helped me out years ago, I'm still paying him the interest. So it's, right. I'm not even sweating it because I know I'm going to get out of it one day. Yeah. And he helped me out. So that's the kind of guy I am. You helped me out. You going to work no it problem. out. Because yeah. I got a couple guys I sent to him and they turned him upside down. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that to you. And so I might need you 20 years from now. Yeah, I might absolutely. Off their main, so I just keep paying them eight months, which is no problem because I might yeah. need them again. I think I mean? the main, I mean, when I did my uh, my first property, I used hard money, um, but we did it in like a hot area. We did it in Winfield. Oh, so yeah, yeah. my house sold in two days. <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me, I think you got above what you. I got above asking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you, yo, so you definitely have yeah. Home so home. and and that was within two days of putting it on the market. The first day it went on the market, we had four offers, and then it went into the second day, and we had like oh. w- one at market, and then one above asking. What, what area? Were you fifty? Uh, fifty. It was a. Uh, it's the that initial like you know when you come across the 59th Street Bridge. Oh, are you right there. And it's you make that Overbrook. right. Is that is that uh? Like if you come in from Overbrook, you come from Overbrook, you get 
to into Winfield, into Winfield, you make that first right, right, the little bridge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Acme, with the big Acme, exactly yeah. that that exact block. Exactly. It was like fifty four thirty nine, I think, was the address. I forget uh, the name of that the, block. I, my, 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 I call him my brother. Growing up, he grew up at fifty first in Woodbine, so you know what's right there. Oh yeah, he grew up across the street from uh, Dana Goodman. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, steady being them. Mm -hmm. They all had a they had a single in my, my I played brother. His dad was a chief of probation, so he kind of grew up. He's called the Fresh Prince of Winfield. His house was like people like Winfield. I live at 58th, and uh, he live at 51st and Woodbine right. with the big stone, not no yeah. wood houses, and they still got it to this day. Him and his mom, you yeah. know what I mean? So. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so we, we used hard money for that one, but you mm. know, and we had delays, but we still got out of it in six months. Oh. So. You know, when we if we would have went longer than that, then you you know you start sweating because you got to pay that interest every month, and you Ain't not sure if you going yeah, and yeah, you're not yeah, sure yeah, if you yeah, going yeah. if it's going to sell or not. Um, yeah. but you know we lucked up. So yeah. my advice for people that use hard money is if you doing that, buy it in an area that's popping that you feel you like you yeah, you, you feel like you're going to have multiple buyers that's willing I to uh, like side get you out of there. What you call it, uh, hard money? It's 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 not even hard money. I had a guy. He put me down in real estate. That's my, my, I call him my OG, Mr. Bush, for God rest his soul. This guy had about 56 houses, and he was the man. He showed me the ropes, and then we'd go around talking, talking. So credit was, wasn't was that good back in the 90s. This after yeah. the little story I told you, the first couple I got. So okay. I, I want to get into three-story houses. I want to get some castles, something. All right. So he tells me I got two for sale. <laughs> North <laughs> Philly, three-story houses and castles. Back steps and all that kind of shit. So he tells me, I know he wanted to dump two of the small houses off me because it was on bad blocks. This Beachwood Street I told you about. Yeah. There's another one on Turner Street. I'm looking like, all right, I got to take these two. They In order to get the, the other two. Yeah. So everybody, look, how are you going to pay for these? Straight millionaire. I convinced him to take all four of them houses, put them in my name. Put them in my name. I got the deeds done, took them to City Hall. Went to the credit union, TWU, 69th Street. They gave me the money, went to settlement. You know you could have, ah, what could have happened, but yeah, they go the two checks, they go my four houses. And that's the way he started me, started getting, because that's the first couple I brought that somebody could move right in. It was already the three stories, yeah. fire alarm systems, four apartments in each one. And then gave me the two, three, the two small ones. That was just to get off his load. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't mad at it. I still got one of them and sold the other one to a buddy of mine, got him started. Right. And. To this day, people can't believe that. I'm talking about I literally, he literally just, huh, sign a deed. Because I was going around, I would go to the houses, Nate, go in there and fix this, go in there and fix that. And he would wait around the corner. I'm like, why the hell am I going to his own house? I asked my wife to this day. I, I tell my worker, yo, go down there. As <laughs> soon as they see me, Mr. Nate, Mr. Nate, can I borrow? Can you fix this? Can you? No, can you fix this? Why are you fixing it? Can I borrow? After you fix something, they do. That's, that's the shit they do to you. So I'm like, I start looking at the money. Yeah, yeah, I understand. You know what I mean? So I'm like, people are like, yeah, I said, man, yeah, Mr. Bush. He, he, I said, Mr. Bush, I can't get him off of you. It's the only way I can do it. It was easier. It's in my name already. That's all that, that's all equity in Fordham House. I rode around with him, gave him the check. Gave him, I gave him two checks. He actually he showed me the two on the checks were the two three stories. Okay. Two small ones. He just did a little side thing. Yeah. So I had both of them in my hand. I'm like, I'm riding around like, man, give me the checks. So this was, what was that, like February or March? I get in the car with him in September. We riding around. I would go to take him to the municipal building. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. 
Ba pa pa pa. Pay his water bill. He got about fifty water bills. He got one check bar up. Cause, yeah, cause they know him already. Yeah. He reach up there, something fall down. The check. One of the checks. One of the, I, check. one of the checks I gave him in February. Never this, was, cashed. this was September. Cast it. It was sitting up in the back. I'm sitting there like this. I see my name still on something. Oh, you lucky! I ain't no crazy dude. And I'm sitting there like Mr. Bush. He's like, oh, oh, that's the money. I'm so, oh man, take me, yeah, take me back to the other credit. You put this in there. I'm sitting there like, got about eighty-five thousand dollars though. Like right. I'm sitting there like, is he serious? Check fell right. <laughs> I'm sitting there like. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a, so that was my band. He, he cheap dude. He, so let me ask you this: When like you're getting into. Like you said, you you got approved or a pre-approval. You know you can get money. You got some credit. Mm. Do what do y'all see as far as like buying a house or getting an income property? Because I told you I watched this thing the other day on YouTube where the girl was saying before you buy the big house, like you get approved for it. It's like this is something all couples should do. Yeah. Before y'all are like married legally, you do mm. it and you do it because y'all can both go do the first time homeowner joint yep. and go get an income property. Like yeah. literally. I think you were saying there's somewhere you can do up to like you a quadruplex. Do, yeah, even on even on uh, federal, even on fe, uh, FHA, you can get up to a four unit building. <clears throat> I thought you were get a single. I never knew that. You can get up to yeah, you can get up to four units. And you can say if you live in one, you can rent. The live other in one three. and rent the other. Three. I thought, long as it, but it has to be owner occupant. As long as it's owner occupant and that's your legal address that's registered with the city and with the state, you good. You get that built. You get that building. Now I know if you get a single family, you gotta live in it for a couple years before you can do something. If you I think FHA, it's like two years or something like that. If it's FHA. All right. So even if it's FHA and it's a multi unit Multi unit building, you can get up to four units. You can get a quadplex. I never knew that. Yep. Like I'm, I'm that's why I'm glad you came, because I'm learning different nuances of stuff that I yeah. don't deal with. I don't really yeah, I, I so always crazy. thought it was like the most you could get was like a duplex, whatever. My realtor's like, I nah. I was single family. Nah, he like, nope. You can get, it's like, as long as it's owner-occupant, you live in one of the, you, yeah. you, your legal address oh, is one of man. the units, you good. So it's like, so it's like if you one of those people, this this my thought process one. If you one of those people that's fortunate enough to qualify for FHA, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, whatever the case may be, you can get that 3% down. It's between 3 to 6. Yeah, they usually yeah, cap yeah, most of the, Joe was saying three and a half is your, if your credit's above a 580. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. So it's like between three to six percent. And I'm like, if you're below a 580, you should be trying to buy. You need a room. Yeah, come see me. You need a room. So my thought process would be, you know, um, if you if you quali- if you meet if you check all the boxes to go Fed or whatever like that, and you can get a Fed loan, and you putting three to six percent down. And you can get a quad, you get lucky enough to get a quadplex. Say if it's four hundred thousand, just for <clears throat> for for uh, for numbers' sake, you gonna go. You put down even if it's five percent. What's that? Eight thousand dollars. Hey, you putting down eight. You put you putting down eight thousand dollars, and you literally are coming into it with income the first month. Like right. probably the, between the first and the first and probably the, the when well, you gonna live for free. The first unit will pay. If not your whole mortgage close to it, and then that's what I'm. That's what then you I, you're profiting from day I'm one. I'm gonna tell you because I, I spoke. I, you, you know me and Nate, we talked for years all the time. But you know, I spoke to you the other day. We was talking about it uh, like in our private text, whatever. And I'm like, <clears throat> I feel like I'm one of them people where it's like I'm at the fork in the road where it's like, all right, I got the job. I've been there for ten years. I got the lady. You know, that's whatever. It's like you know, you got. Now it's the fork in the road. It's like, all right, are we gonna get the big ass house with the picket fence and the three car garage, or do we want to go do some income property shit? Yeah. And what scares me the most as far as like getting the big house is 
you go into this crib, you take this loan. They'll they'll literally give you the loan. Oh, they'll, sure. they'll make that happen. You got a job, she got a job. They, they'll make a three hundred and thirty thousand dollar just appear. They don't. They're not tripping off of that. The thing that bothers me the most with it is, you take this loan, and the the you. I literally one of my homegirls showed me her like paper from. Uh, I think she went through. I want to say Chase. I think she went through Chase for her oh, finance. Okay. And she showed me the, the actual paperwork. Yeah, the amortization schedule. And when you see her monthly payment, I'm going to make up a ballpark figure because I ain't putting her, but like, yeah. let's say 1500 and you see what goes to interest. What goes to principal. It's insanity. <laughs> oh. And and it, it's scary because it's, it's like, yo, you got to do this for like 14 years. Yeah, 14, 15 years, you're flipped. Just to see to where it's like you truly do have equity in this house yeah. and it's yours. Because people literally get a house and then in a month be like, yeah, I own my home. And it's just like, like no, you no, don't. You, don't. you nah. missed three payments. You missed three payments. Some white people. And I saw that and I'm just like, then she was showing me the, the payments for the month when it's like, your mortgage, what goes to the to the principal and what goes to the interest. Then you see all the insurances and the fact that, like, the lady explained it to me when we was going through our process for the pre-approval. It was like, when you do an FHA, because most people don't do conventional, yeah. you go FHA because you only got to put down 3.5%. She was telling us, like, y'all can go get a fucking $300,000 crib. All you got to bring is fucking nine grand to the table. Yeah. It's like, oh, bet. But then you have to get home insurance and then loan insurance. insurance. And she <laughs> was breaking down, so I'm like, why do you need loan insurance? She was like, because, you know, it's a federal loan, so if they you make you get on a loan, they so need protection. I, so I'm like, so you got to pay that for the course of the loan? She was like, no, it eventually goes away. I'm like, where the fuck do it go? What, well, do you what it is is that um, with loans, you can only hold paper for like six years or right. something like that. So I guess probably until they change who holds the, the note on right. it, you got to pay that loan insurance sure. in the meantime to make sure that... The government get their bread back. Right. And she's like, yeah, eventually it just goes away. So like, I, just never, I, never had the, I, I never had the loan insurance. I, I, most of my mortgage was like refinances on the properties that, gotcha. that I had. So every time I refinance, I would buy one property, if not two. That I had a but just, that's the thing, and that's why I, I think it's decent that you, because you, you from a different era with yeah. this, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. like we would talk all the time about like the uh, the auctions yeah. and how different that, like literally, oh, man. sheriff sell you might <sighs> go down there. It's, it's no point. Like it's all not to, not to be racist, but it's all Asian, Jewish, and like African investors down and there Russian. and Russian, and they are buying everything. Like yeah. I had this, I, I sat in there probably the last time my homie uh, Zeke was still alive. We went to share so together on a Wednesday morning. He's going down there with one property in mind. I'm like, why are you even bothering first and foremost? But we sat there for two hours. Mm -hmm. I watched this one guy every vacant lot that was on the, talking about the he, lot shit? Everyone. 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 For two hours. He bought every single vacant <laughs> lot. It's like, bro, we're, you got un, they got unlimited money because all that bread has come down the turnpike. Mm -hmm. You can't develop in New York City. No. So you, can't. you can't develop in North Jersey. Jersey. It's done. It's done. You gotta come down here. So and they kill them. They they so now you you done went from dollar houses and three thousand dollar cribs and And you buying lots for twenty, thirty thousand. Yep. Buying abandoned miniums. Storms I to pay three, four grand. 25, 30 now in yep. certain neighborhoods. But my neighborhood, I'm in the Allegheny area, 22nd. It didn't come up yet like 29th Street, so it's working its way back up. So Man. I sit and wait. So I'm not selling you something that I know is going to be worth more. And yeah. I'm already getting the rent 
I don't care right. if it's not worth more than 20 years now. I'm going to still yeah. get the rent I'm getting and the rent. Yeah, you know, you know the development is coming on Allegheny. It's, yeah. it's five minutes from uh, from Kelly Drive Temple. and 15, Temple. Temple. 15 yeah. minutes from Center City. I, like, I, was you riding, know I, I was riding the bike up Ridge the other day, and I came up, uh, you know, where the Dr. J mural is at? Like uh, up. Ridge 15. Uh, That's on the other side of Broad. Like, Ridge, I came from Spring Garden. Ridge like, Spring Garden. Yeah, like, I'm coming up Ridge the other way. So right. I crossed Broad, and I'm like, I'm going to take Ridge all the way up to, like, 24th and take it out of the air. So I never actually, like, come through Ridge. Like, you yeah. know, it's a major throughway for the city. Yeah. And I never, but being on a bike, you're actually able to, like, ride and, like, it looks like Beverly fucking Hills. Oh, from, like, Broad and Ridge to, like, 25th. It used to be a bar, 15th and Fairmont used to go to. They gave the guy 375000 and leveled the whole building. It's a state farm building. See around the corner? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a when spot. When you talk about, it just looked like you down in like, man, yeah. it was a spot yeah. called the Arts Garage that was yeah. on Arts Ridge. Garage on the was ra- Arts Garage used to do the day parties. Yeah, exactly. Right. Used to do the day parties. Right. They gave Ola a million dollars and leveled it. It's a, it's, they building they build, uh, they apartments. Build apartments right there on, on Ridge. That's, that's like 16, <laughs> yeah, 17. Yeah, like 16, 17. Yeah, yep. with the two bus turning. Duh, I'm riding through that shit the other day and I'm like, yo, like, when Uzi tell people I'm from Friendsville, they be like, nigga, you from the suburbs. I'm like, this isn't the ghetto anymore. Like, that shit looks crazy now. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Right? It really it's looks like Beverly. Really and it's crazy because I was talking to my man about it, and he was like, dog, that shit was, like, awful at one point. Oh. And he was saying how his homie was literally, he, he had a crib on... I forgot that. It's right off of Fairmount. He told me the name of it, Little Block. He's like, he got that shit at a sheriff's sale for $1,900 years ago. Crib. Like, Keith Weeks? Yeah. Keep we oh keep yeah, Duh. yeah. He got the only crib, crib on, on the, the block, block on Style Street. <laughs> the only crib where the thirty three come to Ridge yeah. and uh what is that Ridge and yeah. Gerard? It's a big lot right on Gerard. The next block he has the only house. The only house. Keith said he get he's like no bullshit. I might get like eight letters a month. Saint Saint Joe's Prep just tired of sending them letters. Three hundred thousand, three fifty, four hundred. Uh. They got a parking garage right there across. Yeah. Like he's the, the only, only thing <laughs> on the block. Everything they, they own, everything around yeah. it. He like has the only thing stopping only us from just He literally he he was showing me a pimp. He was like, though. He was like, they send me three. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. Four letters a month, easy. You not ready to sell this journal in? Come on, come on, bro. Like, was like, I ain't selling this shit ever. He was like, I, he's like, I'm the only one over there. My block parties be boring as shit. But I'm telling you, I ain't selling this motherfucker out. And he's like, they they yo, keep hitting him up because they just like, yo, we they, need that. Like, we can't. They can't, can't swim. Yeah. They, they can't go up sideways. They can't yeah, keep can't sitting right in the middle. That's crazy. Yeah, keep weeks. That's my man. <laughs> it's the craziest shit on earth. But it's like. That's how wild it is now with the with the property thing, and it's just from back in the day where you could go get a crib for two grand, three grand, five grand. Yeah. Like I hear these stories, and it just be like, nah, because I'm looking at it. Listen, and the the real estate shit was so crazy, even into the 2000s. My cousin never worked a job in his life. Doesn't even have a driver's license. He got a state ID card. He was able to get uh, like a two hundred seventy eight thousand dollar house in Delaware, and like. 2004, just with nothing. No down payment, no, no nothing. Crazy. He just showed up with a state ID and signed his papers. The mortgage, <laughs> the mortgage crisis hit 2008. Yep. Yo, they, yo, rocked them. He had, the, he had the girl that was the, uh, that was like the loan processor 
that was like that. As long as you had a six hundred credit score, yeah, you, you could get anything. Anything. You can get anything. He's like, yeah, I got two houses I want to sell. They was uh, on right off of Forty Ninth and King Sesson. Knowing what I know now, I wish I would have took them from him because I got two houses, one on this block, one on the other block. Give me fifty thousand each for him. I got the girl that'll get you the hundred thousand dollars approved tomorrow. <laughs> you don't need no money down, no nothing. I get cashed out. You got two income properties. You can go about your business. One one conversation I want to have because me and you would talk all the time about it. You know, we worked at SEPTA. Well, he worked. I still am there. We work at SEPTA, and like, I don't want to diss nobody, but like, he know because we have the conversation. Yeah. A lot of the guys there, they're like SEPTA. The I don't know what it is, but it's like the drivers just have like blinders on. It's like the horse. The horse. Is the <laughs> it's literally like you get the job. The first year, your uniform is baggy as shit. I don't know why it's like that, but the drive, the uniforms just don't fit the first year. Then the second year, the uniforms fit. Everybody gets a new car. It's Infinities, BMW 5 Series, and CLS Benzes and shit everywhere. Yeah. Niggas got sunglasses on, all of that shit. And then after like the third or fourth year, the thing to do is everybody goes to Delaware. You look up, damn, you got black Delaware plates on the car and shit. You're like, damn, you want a Delaware? Oh, yeah, you know, I got the crib out Newcastle. I'm, I'm out Smyrna. I'm out Bear, Delaware. And it's just like, you, because he, motherfuckers would almost be mad at, at him. Because I didn't. Like, yeah. yo, why, like, he doing a, why, why he don't go to, and, and I remember he was like snapping off on the foreman one day, like, nigga, this is my fucking neighborhood. Like, I'm not going nowhere. Yeah. And we would have the conversations like, why be here? And do the income property as opposed to taking the big house. And I think that yeah. was like part of the joint with us talking about, you know, why we wanted to come here and be here. Exactly. exactly. So it's just like, I feel, I, it's weird because I always say I never saw myself as a landlord. But here's the thing. You don't even have to be a landlord. You can hire a management. If you really don't want to deal with it, you can hire a management company. They take 8 to 11% a month. Depending that's, on what you negotiate, if you just what, yeah. if, you, if that's what you want to yeah, do, yeah, that's what you want to do. I can't never do that, so I could never move and because I'm I, I could fix a house with it take twenty five dollars. Right, I'm right, sitting right. in Florida with my feet up, and you the mechanic. You're not gonna tell me I'm gonna fix this trade. You need a whole hot water tank. I, I'm just not. I know right. so much about property yeah. inside the house that I'm like. I just can't trust nobody with that, and that's just yeah, exactly. me. Now, I see, just, that's, that's, that's where, that's where like, literally, we'd be standing in front of Depot yapping, and he'd be like, hold on, hello? Yeah, all right, what, what went out? All right, yeah, I'm about to come do that. And, and he'd be like, all right, I'm out. And he'd, like, just go, yeah. go do this so that's shit. So that's, that's an added benefit to him because he can, he's handy enough to do the stuff himself. So he ain't got to pay nobody to do it. Now, like, me as a landlord, they call me be like, yo, man, the power went out. Be like, y'all got candles? What do you want me to do? It would help me out. All my properties were around where I worked at, and I lived around it. Yeah. So it's you like, get everywhere in ten minutes. I had one right across the street, which caught on fire. I yeah, <laughs> I had a fire May, uh, June May first. Okay, May, yeah, May first, and directly I, I literally walk out my job and it's right across the street. So I'll be working on that, and the boss is looking over across the street, asking that guy, he ain't on the house. Oh, you got another one. Why y'all worried about me? Leave right. me alone. I'm not bothering nobody. Oh, that's one of Nate's. That's one of Nate's. I said, well, yeah, now it's on fire. They're looking like, yeah, I got plenty of fire showing. So right. the lady that was out here crying, I'm ready to take her to dinner. But <laughs> <laughs> you're like, good luck in Canada. Me and the wife go some bad nights. Yeah. She out there, I'm sorry, I burned your house down. I'm looking at her like, yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, Give her a little hug with the fireman out there like, <laughs> 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 the, 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 the but 
you know how that go. It wasn't nobody got hurt and it was yeah. a smoke most smoke cleaner. But make sure you insure your buildings right too. You gotta know liability and yeah. I used to just have fire insurance because I didn't know. So people like, well, he fell. I'm like, well, I got insurance. I called him. You had a fire? I said, no. The guy to me, he fell on the steps. The lady looking at him. Well, you only have fire insurance. Yeah. Fair plan. That's Pennsylvania basic fire insurance. Yeah. Just go to one of your big companies and try to get renters insurance through them because you get more for your money. Yeah, I mean, get liability. You can get contents, but I don't get contents because it's a rental. It's because you got multiple properties. Would you mm -hmm. advise somebody to get like an umbrella liability if they if they was going that same route? Like somebody, somebody had eight or ten properties. Should they get an umbrella? Or should well, they get individual insurance for each one? I get individual insurance for each one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do individual insurance for each one because it's it doesn't matter. But I just want all of them just because some of them is in my LLC and some okay. of them in my personal name. Gotcha. But it doesn't matter. I can still insure them. How I want because I'm under the LLC, me, my wife, and my daughter. Gotcha. So just make sure you get the liability and however much insurance you want, depending on the neighborhood. Sometimes they try to drop it down, and sometimes I was underinsured. I should have had more. But yeah. I mean, that's a learning learning curve. That right. You exactly. Learn from that. So basically, I do most of my work. I learn from the lot of guys that I work in the shop with on cars. So that transforming the houses, which is easier work to me because the house you can. I can wire tie some shit off a loaf of bread joint. It'd right. be last for two years. <laughs> yeah. On a car, you got to tighten that sucker there. On a bus, you definitely got to. So it was like I learned more in the house. Like, oh, this is a little easier. It's yeah. a little lighter work. Gotcha. You know what I mean? But plumbing my thing, so I save money on that. Yeah, see, I'm no good. The motherfuckers call me. Yo, it's, it's water everywhere. Like, oh, I need that. Motherfuckers need that. coming to rent. I'm be handing out galoshes when they sign in the lease. <laughs> it just gets yeah, yeah, start leaking. And a lot of people in the neighborhood know me because I grew up in my neighborhood. Yeah. I worked around there, and I got my properties around there. So they see me. I'm like, yeah, I'm, they look at me. That's Nate. Nah, I might got plumbing mud on my face. Next thing you know, you might see me cruising in the convertible over top there on the right. train. Like, I'm just me. I'm always the same guy. It don't matter if yeah. I'm a, a dirty plumber or out the bar or the, game, or the basketball game or something. You got to be the same person. It's not going to change me. Yeah, I'm trying to put everybody down with how I came up with it. It's a right. little harder now. So I'm yeah, like, for sure. that's what I was going yeah. That's why I was going to ask. How different is the game as far as like trying to just buy a property now versus. 10 years ago versus 20 years like ago. Like, you were riding around with the, the white pages. Oh, 20 years ago, it was like the white, yeah, you ride around the white pages. You come back, actually, it was white pages because it was the, that was the actual. Yeah, that was the, like, the yellow so pages was, was businesses. White business. pages was. I get the white pages out, I start looking, and, and then I go knock on the neighbor door. You know, own the house has been sitting there for such, 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 such. And I'm like, well, I get in touch with the neighbor sometimes. And then most of the times, I, I lucked up and I found, found the owner of it. Yeah. I had a million dollars in taxes and water. Why not a million? Four, four grand. I, I differentiate. If I get it off your cash, I want to see how much water and taxes or whether it's worth it to me. Because the city started 50% down water and 25% down the taxes. On a sale? On a, well, once you, if, say if I buy the house off you and you got water and taxes, that's how I give you three grand. I'm going to take the bills. Yeah. You got to put 50% of the water to get the to get a rental, to get an agreement and 25% okay. of the taxes. So gotcha. taxes work with you a little bit more, but they'll take your house faster. So it's better to just get the taxes start doing first. Water bill, you can ride out and I know we're on the radio, so we the water on, call Nate and I. <laughs> we're working out. That's right. Get the tax straight first. Uh, you going to have running water. You ain't got to worry about that. I got you. <laughs> you got you to have some I got you friends in the Yeah, room. for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's the, um, the the joint that always, like, tripped me out when it comes to, like, the the 
straight. I know I couldn't do rooms. I know we talk about that shit. No. He he like, he'll be like, Biggie, this shit ain't for you. He like, you, you can't fuck with this shit. This shit, this, this shit is too much. He's here for the job argument with the one. Dog. We standing in front of the depot one day. Me and him out there talking. Dude come across the street. He high as shit. Remember, he high out of his mind. He come over. Yo, Nate, yo, I need a room. You know, I don't fuck with the Perkies no more. <laughs> the Perkies fucking with you right now. What you We're talking about? 21st. Yo, he high. He tells me, you know, I don't get high no more. I got my life together. Yo, he can't even stand up. I'm looking at him like, dude, you caused me a major problem with you and your girl, and they're fighting. Y'all dusted. The smell dust is the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Up. And they, he, he just I'm gonna give him another one. You know, I paid my rent. Yeah, you paid your rent. One month you robbed my other tenant at the back machine. <laughs> gave me your rent and kept your money. She got robbed. She said you were robbed. I said, man, you, you got. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. All kinds of stories, but we definitely can't get into them. The room stories, you're going, you're, you're only way here, though. Just, he, he turned to me, he turned to his own. He was like, All right, y'all gotta go because this is my boss right here. And shit, both of me was like, oh, What's up? I'm standing there in a Nike Texas. I'm like, What's up? What's up, boy? <laughs> He's like, It's my boss, man. Just, I gotta, just to get away from yeah, it. Walk past the job on my block because I'm from around here. Yeah. Like, it's like, It was my own little world. It still is. And I'm like, I just like to be humble. I, if I want to get away, I just travel. I go on the plane or what well, we can't do nothing now. But yeah. other than that, I stay in the hood. I, I I could have did the. I said, "You give me four hundred thousand cash. I'm gonna go tear the hood up. I'm not. All right, you yeah. go to Delaware. I come visit you. You having to cook out? I bring whatever you want me to bring. Stay. I, I just took the avenue. That's what made me retire yeah. so early at a young age. Being as though you got all these assets now, do you ever see yourself going and getting a big house somewhere? That's what I was gonna no. ask. Do you ever fall like see yourself falling back from the the nonsense? No. Mm-mm. Love it. I'm just I'm just, just waiting for it. Corona over because <laughs> I wouldn't be here right now. It was my birthday it was Tuesday. Okay, I'd have been somewhere. Happy belated. Yeah, right. Like, then birthday is. Happy oh, I'd have been going. We'd have been going. Then come back. Soon as I drop my bags, <laughs> my toilet, my, <laughs> I got you the bar. I know you're going to send me where I just came back from, right. which is my couple of my favorite spots. So I'm like, I ain't going to win. Especially the age I'm in, I don't. I might do a in. condo or something. I ain't okay. doing a big house on the, on the hill. I don't. I don't need that. I don't need that. So. Not doing that back then got me to where I'm at now. I think if I would have did that back then, I still would have been there doing 40, 50 hours. And so, yeah. and that, that's the crazy part. It's like literally, we we know we talk one one hour. He he went and took a four hundred and twenty thousand dollar mortgage on a property, and it's like the house is beautiful. It's a nice ass house, yeah. and he he worked eight days a week. <laughs> there aren't eight days in a week, but he somehow figure out how to work eight days, eight days in a week. It has to, and he like, and they don't live close, so it's like yeah. you driving this part of your job. Like I'm, I don't get it, but 
To each his own. I'm yeah. not knocking what you do. And that's where I think it's just like it's important for people to really like think about it going into for home sure. ownership where it's just like, do you want this big? Because these, these notes ain't small. No. I know people like to play and think like, they just oh, throw loose numbers out there right. and don't, they don't give you all the minutiae and all the details about like, all, all of that, per, per, all of the costs that add perfect up. Perfect example, you go get the, the crib in Delaware. Like, you go get the crib that's 330 grand down Newcastle or, or Bay or Delaware, so, you know, any of those. Newark, you know, everybody just runs down there. All right, you get the crib. Your mortgage after you done put down, you know, Three to six percent. Your mortgage might be sixteen hundred a month, right? And that encompasses everything: your insurances, everything. Cool, six hundred a month. Probably so. But now you got, yeah, you probably tell all that is in there. But now you got to worry about trash removal, lawn care because HOA you HOA fees, you, you HOA fees. You live in a development now where you can't even do certain things or have your certain grass things. Gotta be cut. Your grass has to be has cut. Has to be cut. Right, has to be cut. You have to. The trash removal isn't from the city. You're in a development now, so you got to yeah. pay that eighty five dollars a month. It's just a lot of different things that those TikTok video things don't like. When people do these wild ass. My thing is, you can't teach real estate in a 45-second video. It's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> but somehow people feel like they're doing it. Oh. And they'll retweet it and be like, oh, see, they a genius over there. It's just like, no, nah, this ain't it. Yo, it's so much more that goes into this. Yeah. So it's like, yo, you really got to sit back and be like, that's where I'm like, I never saw myself as a landlord. But I'm honestly getting to that point where it's like, why take this mortgage and... It literally is like it's. It, like, that was a good question you had on the joint. Is your p- single family home an asset or is it a li- or is it a liability? And it's just like, yo, why take this? And I gotta wait years. Yeah, 10, 15, and thirty years. God maybe. forbid you take that and you get that deep into that mortgage, and you know, the 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 big fucking Walmart distribution center close down and move or the post office move yeah. and your property value, value tank. A, yeah. And now you looking like or COVID-20 come out or something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's like, it's like certain That's stuff something. you can't pl- you can't plan for natural disasters. You can't plan for development not going the way right. that somebody projected or you know predicted that it was going to go you can't plan for economic downturns nobody foresaw that 2008 economic crisis coming but when you d- dug into it everybody should have saw it coming at least from an economist standpoint have you, have, have, and they didn't catch have it. you seen it's like five or six cribs on gray's ferry across from the supermarket i see it now because we do the 49 we come oh, up 29 go down 29 and come up 30 it's oh. like five or six other oh, new style houses you, have you seen that they're yeah. just like not finished and yeah. it's just grass and weeds grow and, and i'm riding through there the other day niggas was shooting a rap video i say yeah them <laughs> jokes listen there's a there's <laughs> a just sitting there it's like nothing going on it's literally weeds and shit growing and the up houses is new they're brand, brand new, new houses they're not finished there's a Hit probably there's probably a ten or twelve unit apartment building around the corner from where I live in Roxborough that has been started before the building that I live in now. Yeah. It was started before that, and it ain't done now. It's still, and the same wires that was hanging out that got clips on the end of them that wasn't mm-hmm. finished. It's still sitting. I'm like, yo, they ran out of money. They like ran they, out of money. they ran out yeah. of money. They're, this is never getting finished unless somebody comes in and buy it at an extreme cut rate Fucking, in order uh, just to take it back for Don, the bank. Don, Donald it's Sterling, twelve done. hour shit. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people don't know. I tell you, I watched that joint. Donald Sterling is the reason that, um, what's his name? The own the Lakers. 
Oh, Jerry Buss. Uh, Jerry Buss. The reason Jerry Donald Buss Sterling the is the reason that Jerry Buss got the Lakers and shit. Jerry Buss had a deal in place to buy the Lakers and the Forum for $70 million from Jack King Cook. The day before, Jerry Buss had something happen, and he basically was like $11 million short. He didn't even know Donald Sterling. Like, it's literally like you get money in North Philly, he get money in Southwest. Y'all know of each other, but don't know each other. He straight came to Donald Sterling's crib and knocked on the door like, look, I know you be out here fucking with the real estate. Your thing is buying real estate and turning them into apartment buildings. My thing is flipping. I got some properties. I need to get some money. Da, 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 da. Shelly uh, Sterling was like, they literally went, sat in the car, discussed it. They drove to the bank and slept outside and waited for the bank to open. And the next morning, he basically let Donald Sterling pick out what properties he wanted. He gave him the 11 mil, and that's how he wound up buying the Lakers. Craziest shit ever. But he never told him he was $11 million short or something. <laughs> he might have went and copped it. It's crazy as shit, but wow. it's just... Yeah, wild as shit, but it's just like, yeah, that's how crazy... And like he, uh, Shelly Sterling said it on there. We never were into flipping properties. Right. That was just never our thing. That you know, Donald, they call uh it was a stretch on Ventura Boulevard that they called the Sterling Cor- Corridor because he owned every apartment building on the stretch. That's how he became a billionaire. He, <laughs> oh, he was just doing apartment buildings in Koreatown and all of that. And Bus was literally flipping. Like it's wild because I watch uh, Million Dollar Listings and you watch these numbers, these astronomical numbers. <laughs> Dudes are literally like how you said your man got uh, three hundred grand for the bar and they leveled it. Yeah. Motherfuckers out there in Beverly Hills, like if you got a property off of like. Ventura or like uh, what's the one that, uh, the Bird Streets now yeah, like yeah. if you got someone on the Bird Streets you literally they will give you seven or eight million dollars and tear the house down <laughs> the boy who fucked with Altman he was like property on the Bird Streets right now is so valuable they did it on the show yeah it was an old style house. The lady lived in the house for 30 years and she was on a tip where she didn't want the house to get demolished. She's like, I want the house to be. And, and they were like trying to tell her, like, look, the, the style of the house is just so oh, it yeah. can't be like reworked. Because like even this that we're in, you could tell this was like a dining room. That's the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the room. And it's like, you know, homes now is the modern open concept. And they like there's nothing that can be done right. to stick. The, the stairs are like the old wooden stairs, the spiral. There's like, there's nothing that can be done to save this house. Nobody's going to come in and pay what you want for it and keep it here. Like, on some, like, uh, historical value type shit. So, they originally told her she could get upwards of six point, I think it was six nine, six point nine million for the property. And, but she wouldn't sell it because she was like, I don't want it to be torn torn down. down. The bull straight came in and was like, listen, the home is going to get torn down. <laughs> it's either going to happen while you're alive or after you die. <laughs> Your kids are going to get this house. And they're... They're not turning they're down They're not turning down. <laughs> so he was like, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to give you 10. And it's just... It's above market value. You get more money, you, you know, you than this property is worth. Yeah. But he's like, we need the property. She accepted. Took the 10. A year and a half, he builds up a house on the on the property. Sold the house for twenty seven million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> this is how crazy the real estate shit is out there. Like you can literally buy a property for t- like you to where you can offer somebody three million dollars more than what they asked. With right? the X, not That's even come to the table on some scumbag shit like like you six two six. <laughs> Look, here goes Dom. Just go ahead. Yeah, ten million. Put six million into the property because you building up a whole yeah. new joint and turn around and make ten million off. So 
That's what Harlem is. Yeah, yeah, Harlem's another one, yeah. Harlem's Harlem ridiculous. It's Jesus. crazy. The real estate shit really is. And that's where I'm just like, when when we and him, we talk a lot, and we would have these, these talks, and I'd just be like, my parents... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It was just corny as shit for having me in 84. Like, why y'all have me in 72? Like, what the fuck was y'all doing? And I, and I, I'm looking at it now. I see a lot of the young boys getting started in the, in the, in the real estate game around my way, and I'm just be looking like, damn, I'm glad I started. I'm just like, I'm be looking through a couple crap, three, four grand for this house. I had it 20 years, and it paid for itself. I got one tenant. I call him Millennium. He's been in my room since 1999. He moved in there December 1st, 1999. He's still in there right now. Still in the crib, though. That's Port- insanity. You know, the, 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 the Puerto Rican store in the corner of the job. Stillman. Okay. That, that Stillman across Allegheny. That lead back to the train tracks. He's oh, been yeah. in there since 1999. I don't, uh, I don't even write a receipt no more. He paid, right. me, he paid me every week. So that's how long he's been there. You know, I don't even do yeah. weekly stuff. I don't even know his last I forgot his last name. <laughs> no. If he asked me for a receipt right now, I don't remember his last name. Because we just, honey. Uh, uh, right. Is it Barnes? It might be Sharif Barnes. I got to check my book. I get, oh, yo, I don't remember his last name. That's how long he's been in there. 20 years like, in the room. That's crazy. That's 20 shit. years. Don't bother me. Don't ask me. No, I don't know what color the carpet is in there. I don't know what color the room is. He's been in there longer than I've been doing stuff. Like He might got he might got old windows. I, I, I don't know what kind of carpet he got. He might right. got the old hotel carpet I used to get. It was used, but I get brand new now. But I'm like, I think he might still got it. Unless he did it himself. He don't ask me for nothing. Don't bother me. Come get your rent. I mean, I don't even go up on his rent or nothing. He still paid me $300. I don't even went with the man rent. I just don't even. I'll be forgetting about it. He called me up because he's not the first of the month. Yeah. First of the month, I do a lot of running around. But, yeah, I've been there. I call him Millennium. I think Millennium, what's up? Hey, keep it moving. <laughs> New York Giants fan. Got his Giants hat on. He got yeah. all up. That, that's my man. He's been in there that long. Got a lot of tenants, 10 years, 12 years. I mean, it, yeah. it's because they don't want to really want, especially now, the gas company Pico, they checking your credit and I pay the utilities. So right. they just get a room, pay you, and it's, it's a pain sometimes. Most of the time it's a pain because they doing a lot of arguing. So L and I, you try to keep them off you behind. You loud three. Okay. Do four, they don't bother you too much. As long as you can get out the front and back door. So what's a particular type of zoning you gotta get if you're doing a room home? Well if you're doing if you it's no zoning. Yeah. You're gonna get them four rooms, they okay. can shut you down. You might have one downstairs, as long as they can still get that out the front door. Eleanor person might not bother, depending on who you if you got three, you can have three people upstairs no matter what. You, you can charge Eleanor can come in there. You can have the whole downstairs empty, which I would do. Yeah. I got a house, I got three rooms in there, I ain't no problem. Downstairs empty. I ain't got no problem with it. Y'all go down there. And y'all saw y'all. I want less headaches with. I want more money. I take the more headaches with the more money. But it's just this epidemic is showing me I'm doing the right thing. Right. Like, like astronomically doing the right yeah. thing. It's like. So when you do the, the the cribs, what you said the downstairs be empty. Yeah. If you do if you do four rooms, I take like a dining room. As long as it's a window, I might frame that out. Eleanor's purpose come. Most of them come. Don't bother me because they can get out the front and back door. If it's a fire. Yeah. Now, sometimes I would take the kitchen and make a room. 
it's still there, but they look at me now like, oh, you got to take that down. Until yeah. they come, you know how they go. Right. But after they come, I'd be like, all right, as long as you got the front and back door, most LNI people won't bother you with four. Now, you got five, and then you got – I got guys, people in the basement, and you don't put nobody in the basement. Right. They got, I got a guy, good friend of mine, he just do stuff that you just ain't supposed to do. But yeah. basically, he got a guy in the basement. Both of them, one in the back of the basement, one in the front. He <laughs> just split the basement. <laughs> <Both> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> no, but both of the windows are cement. <laughs> but man, I told him, if it's a fire, you going it's to jail. <laughs> you going to jail. You ain't getting mad. At, you already illegal. Which I had fires. They don't. They don't really bother you because, like I said, you can get out and move in. Yeah. I said, Edie, if these people get trapped, this man, man, I don't give a shit about a man. <laughs> they get a check. I threw his ass in the basement. <laughs> We're gonna pick a boy from one of his houses. Uh, to the bar Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday morning. He called me like he was in jail. <laughs> Nate, can you come get my uncle? I'm like, this one of my tenants. I said, where you live at? He live at Frankfurt. So I'm like, who is landlord? Some guy named Edie. I'm like, that's my man. I'm like, no, hold up. I said, dog, I'll be right up there to get you. Please come. He said, he said like it was in Grant or CFCF. I said, my man, that's my man. He already know. I know how he is. That's my man. I'll be looking at him like, Boy, you a rough customer, man. I mean, you come in his joints, man. So, so, with, suit up. so with the the rooms, you said nobody in the basement. The first floor is nothing. It's nothing. Do they be having it's kitchens it. and shit? Well, just your whole house, living room, dining room, kitchen. You have okay. the kitchen full, living room, dining room. They can just be empty. If you got three rooms upstairs, if it's three rooms, I charge more money. If I put one downstairs, I charge less money. I try to make sure I don't gotcha. take their whole check. Yeah. So if it's three rooms, I charge like four fifty, four and a quarter. Now if it's four, I do everybody three eighty, close to four hundred, depending on the size. I try to minimize my money and make sure they save their money so they won't keep moving in and out. Yeah. That's why my tenants stay a long time. I got guys. I look in the paper, look at my five fifty. Uh, Eight fifty to move in, moving fee. Charge you first month's rent, no security. You just get in the room. What, yeah. what, you, what you gonna mess the window up? All right, I go fix that carpet. I go get in piece. Right. Brand new, ninety dollars. My man paint the room real quick. I make the whole room look good for one hundred fifty dollars, and then rent it back out. I know most of the tenants gonna at least stay three months. So I got my money back off that room. Then you can just right. just keep it moving like that. That's yeah. a wild yeah. lifestyle, man. They're like my oh, it's a pain. Are you on? You gotta basically be on call twenty four seven when you dealing with, with no at night. T- I, my phone you off. Just cut it off. Okay. off. Well, when they bang on the door, because some of them know where I live at, and <laughs> <laughs> the girl with the <laughs> <It's like laughs> the girl with the fire. It was like two in the morning, so I don't mind that. But any little minor stuff, because y'all know I live in the hood. Call me. Right. I got one two doors away from me. Uh, call me. What yeah. my right man don't knock on my door. Call me. It's something, something wrong. Toilet's wrong. Yeah. So they, they look at me on the porch. You may call you. No, tell me what's wrong. I'm like, oh, you may call you. No, tell me what's wrong now. We both on the porch. I mean, so. Well, my thing, why do these places keep catching on fire? They, they're getting high doing what they do. Yeah. She said she had an incense for 2.45 in the morning. She left out to go to the store. Ain't no stores open by the job. The <laughs> and she had an incense burning when she went to the store. So I don't know what she lit on fire yeah, with. Cooking, cooking with a hot plate. Yeah. 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 Oh, they do all that. They do all that. And you, not, they're not allowed to have a hot plate. So I tell them, you're not allowed to have a hot plate. So if it's a fire, what did I tell you? You're not allowed to <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to start making them signs. Yeah. And rent insurance. I'm making sure everybody got rent insurance now, or it's on you. Because yeah. this fire just had this guy market with me think I owe him. I know. You probably have rent insurance on your stuff. Right. This building insurance I got, you see how fast I fixed it up. People moving back in this yeah, weekend. That's fix my fire. building. Yeah. For yeah. your stuff. For your stuff. You need your own insurance. You got to have insurance on it. And they argue with you on it. They just, uh, you know how they go. Rent rebates grade come out, so... I fill them out. A lot of landlords don't. They don't bother me because I pay taxes according to how that go for 30 yeah. years. I just leave that 
how it going? And y'all don't bother me. I don't bother y'all. I'll give you what I give you. Yeah. Me and Uncle Sam been cool for 30 years. I ain't got no problem <laughs> with him at all. You got anything else you want to go over? Uh... I mean, my main thing is just that, you know, for people that's, uh, we, we talked about a lot of stuff. My main thing is anybody that personally come to me and say, yo, I'm thinking about buying a house, blah, 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 I tell them, at the vet, even if you don't want to be a landlord, at least get a duplex to where you can live for free and and have somebody pay your mortgage for you. And always live on the bottom you so you can have the basement in the backyard. Exactly. So that at the very bare minimum, that's what I would advise. Like we, we, I remember when I told him, like, yeah, I'm thinking about getting a crib. He was like, man, man fuck that shit. <laughs> like, he's like, you see where I'm at. Like, I'm around here, and I'll be like, yeah, I don't want to be around here. Get up. Yeah, I gotta get up, sweep the front every day. If I wanted, to, if I went, didn't yeah. want to do it, I should have moved to Delaware. I ain't got no problem with it. Yeah. You got to adapt where you at. And you that's my advice: shit. if you want to do something turnkey, at the very bare minimum, get you a duplex. If you want to, if you want to uh, double pay the mortgage, you could do that. You have some equity in your crib in a short amount of time. Yeah. If you want to yeah. take what they giving you and still pay your contributionary month, you can do that and have some equity in the yeah, house. Definitely. If you are down to do the work, get you a two, do a two hundred three k loan, do a rehab. You come into the crib with equity. If you want to buy a single family home, like if you want to buy something in Winfield or Point Breeze or something like that, you want to yeah. come into a crib with some equity. A lot of realtors are pushing those deals that investors used to get toward. Owner occupants only, yeah, like yeah. they'll put that yeah. like in their listings. They'll they'll be like owner occupant preferred. preferred. Like they don't exactly. they don't want the investors coming in and, and getting and the money. Getting the, and and that, that's money. honestly exactly. what kind of changed my view on, especially watching that show, because it's like motherfuckers, like you said, will buy a property, cash, and then knock the house down. And yeah. then build up a house and then sell it to you for a friend. And it just be like, I could have done that shit. Could have done it. <laughs> like, the yeah. I, I ain't going to swing the wrecking ball for this. I can have somebody come through here and knock the house down. <laughs> the uh, dude I was talking to one day out of Jersey, he was like, yo, he was like legit because he was working for a builder. I forgot the name of the, the company he was working for. They're, they're home builders. Yeah. He was like, you go buy a crib that's like $400,000. It might have cost a company like 60, 60, 70 grand so, to build that house. At show. the most. Yeah. Real talk. At the most. And now, I don't know if you Easy. ever see it, they got these cribs that's like uh, like pre-done. Like they just show up on a show truck up with, with the house. Yeah. On the truck. And just drop them. Yeah. They're they oversized the, load truck. They're on the <laughs> oversized load truck on the expressway. They yeah. put some down Gerard Avenue. They don't even Gerard. They got the oversized truck, load cars, follow them, and they just stack them on top of each other. And, and that's just basically what it was. I'm just... I just glad I went the right route, the money, the the, the income route. Right. It's, it's in- this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. That's why I want to sell. Yeah. I, I do a refi. I refi a couple of properties, home equity loans. I do a, yeah. all that kind of stuff, too. But as long as I'm not exceeding my income over what I'm bringing in, you know what I mean? You're right. giving out more than you're bringing in. You ain't in business to me. So Yeah, for sure. No, that go. Been a great conversation. Great convo, man. We appreciate yeah, you. We got to have you come back again. Definitely. That's some more talk on this uh, real estate thing. Anything you want to add or you want to give any contact information? People try to get uh, some property or something, want to talk to you? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I got to stay my number on. Hey, uh, Nate, uh, you want some definitely good real estate advice for what I can give you. It's 215-485-8815. And P.S., try to deal with a lot of credit unions 
when you're trying to get loans or houses over big banks, they're a lot easier to work with. That's what I learned in the last six months. So Yeah, somebody that. was telling me that like yeah. the um the the only thing with a credit union is a lot of them won't let you use the the free money. Oh, the grants and stuff? You can't use the grants with them, but they're way more lenient when it comes to, like, your interests and everything else. So somebody was telling me what they did was they went through a bank, used the grant, the $10,000 plus, I think it was, like, another... She got the ten thousand dollar grant. Then she got like another five grand. Then she got a seller's assist on the house. She came to the to the table with like nine hundred dollars, no, no money, <laughs> and got the house. And she lived in it for three months, and then did a refi with the credit through the credit union. union. And I was like, yeah, that actually and, makes a whole hell of a lot. And I bet your interest rate. And she low. was like, my interest rate literally is like split in half. Yeah, and I was four. like, damn. And, and your credit didn't gotta be as high as TD just, Bank I, and all them guys. I so. bank with a uh, Navy Federal. I just found out if you have a, a deed title whatever to a property you own it outright they give you 90 percent on a, a line of credit mm. and that's on a collateralized line of credit my wife uncle was in the navy and he's great get me i heard that's the best one i'm already in Ameri- one, american heritage true mark and of course both scepter ones i'm in i got to hit navy federal because somebody yeah. exactly told me that they give you 90 percent on the investment or personal property yep. and i heard that as long as you own the paper on as long as you own it outright yep. you good 90 percent Jeez. And they ain't bad at all. And the interest rate is, is better than TD Bank. And citizens, I've been with them since they was melon, and they won't give me nothing. It's, it's, I'm like, it's ludicrous. I can't get nothing from yeah. citizens. <laughs> but I can go to the credit union and get you, huh? Just, huh? They go check. And I go to Pimp, citizens. Pimp TD was saying Bank. that shit the other Pimp was like, yo, I've been with police and fire since I was a cop, but we burst out like, you know, Pimp used to be a cop. A lot of people don't know that. Pimp been a sub for 20 years. He was a cop back then. He said, dog, I've been in police and fire since I was a cop. These niggas don't give me check. Shit. He's like, transit workers, I dropped the loan paperwork off. They called me before I get back to the UT. Well, come get this 10 grand. Thank you. <laughs> police and fire, police and fire, like the big banks, they rough. Yeah, if they, you ain't they in with them, rough. if you, if you uh, get them dirty, the FCU too, Philadelphia Federal. Yeah, they, I'm in. I'm in them. They, I'm with them. they horrible. I, I, they, I don't. They don't give up no money. They, they give me a little something, but I like, I like TrueMark. TrueMark, good money. Yo, I, I, was, I was saying Matt when, put me on yo, when I got my uh, <laughs> truck, I came, I went to Scepter, the transit workers. Mm. They, they approved me for. I think it was like forty three thousand for the for the car. So he's like, yeah, whatever you want, as long as it's forty three, go ahead and pick out shit. All right, bet. So I went to the dealership. That was when I got the black truck. I'm like, all right, yeah, nah. They was like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, let's get into your credit. I'm not, I'm, you know, something. I got my own motherfucking finance. I don't need your shit. Just go get, just go wash the shit. So the boy was like, um. No, man, I'm telling you, man, like, I, I could probably get you, like, what, what interest rate they hit you with? And I told him, he's like, man, I'm telling you, I could probably do better than that, man. We fuck with Truemark. And I'm like, I never even heard of Truemark. I'm just like, uh, hey, Truemark, money. I'm like, I don't really want to run my credit again. You know what I'm saying? You know how they tell you that shit, don't get the hard. Yeah. And I'm like, he's like, no, man, I'm telling you, you you'll like, you'll like you. I'm like, all right, man, whatever. He go run a shit. He come back. He like, yeah, man, look, I got your yeah, interest rate dinner. My, the trans workers gave me interest rate. It was like. I think it was like four nine. They yeah. gave me a three two for on the interest rate for TrueMark. Nice so I was like, out. shit, all right, yeah, the fuck, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So he broke down how much the payment was gonna be different. I'm like, all right, bet, yeah, we can run with that. Da 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 da. I signed the shit. Boom boom boom. Give me the roof racks. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put the mud flaps on. You talking crazy? <laughs> so then we busted down. I put no money down. Boom boom boom. I leave off the lot. Brand new joint. Yeah, that's gonna have the black joint. So I leave off. That was a Friday evening. Cause I was at the dealership like all day. Like crazy part was, mm. I, I I went there 
in my mind, like, I'm going to be here for a half an hour, but because we had to do all that yeah. shit, I wound up staying. Yeah, yeah. So, boom, 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 I leave. This was Friday. Monday morning, the lady calls me. Hey, this is uh, Jessica at Truemark. We see, you know, you took out the auto loan. Da, 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 da. Um, would you be interested in a, a personal line of credit? And I'm like, nah, not really. She's like, well, you're pre-approved for $25,000. i am like, oh, shit, where you where, where, where's the office at? Like, where exactly are you? I'm like, I, don't, I, don't, I just met y'all on Friday, so I don't know where y'all are. Drew was on uh, 17th and JFK. She was like, pull up. I was like, well, I'm in the truck, so you'll see me. I, I just... Sure. Yo, I was rating. The credit union is rough, man. Duh. They give you that money. Duh, that no shit, they, 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 they throw it at you at True. I'm like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? She called me month, first thing Monday morning. Like, you want a line of credit? Well, what's the name, too? Uh, Ridge and Butler. There's a Butler fight. Ridge and Butler. Yeah, yeah. It's one right. I used there. to go there to drop uh, off my car. I never knew me and wife go up there shop. So I'm like, all right, I can go up there because that one that I'm at Fifth and Cecil B. Moore. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh Lord, yeah, Fifth and Cecil B. Moore. Wrapped it around the corner. You got to wait yeah. to drive through like a half an hour. Man, I ain't got no time for that. Yeah, John. Up, up, uh, yeah, said that uh, little John with the whites and all that shit. Yeah, is. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I've gone up there a couple times. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, great convo. Sure. Uh, I got nothing else as far as we real good, estate. Man. Good to go. Enjoy your Friday with wifey. Yeah. We let you up by yeah, yeah. I'm going to the house and uh, spark up. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a golden monkey IPA. Take a shower and spark up. We got tacos now. It's be great. Man. Chill out. Appreciate <laughs> you coming up, man. man Tell her, can we get some man. claps for old head Nate? Yeah. Appreciate you coming up. Okay. Well, we got a sponsor. Right. Well, not this episode. Not this episode, but they paid already. So oh, thanks for the money. It's fucking lit. <laughs> we'll be right back with the rest of this. All right, we back. Realist podcast ever episode one oh nine. Neener. Big shout out to uh, OG Nate coming through talking about that real estate with us. We covered a lot of ground. Um, he actually he, he's the first I think person to come on here and drop the phone number. Yeah, you give me a call. <laughs> yeah. call call. No, but that that's why I always mention like that's really like he he literally be in my ear all the time like yo like like. Fuck driving dog Like he'd be like Yo The thing with SEPTA is Like a lot The way a lot of people Do it is I didn't necessarily do this I came straight in driving Yeah But what happens is A lot of motherfuckers Get the job when they 21, 22 In the shop Being like helpers You know Third level mechanics Cleaners All of that shit And the the, Like the dream thing to do Is like work your way up To being a bus driver He worked in the shop He was a I think he was level 2 Mechanic and motherfuckers would always be like, man, why don't you get up here and you drive, man? And he would always be like, fuck that, man. I be leaving. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he would always tell me that shit. Like, you drive. You know you know how it be with me. You on yeah. the street. Like, you, I can't just lead a bus. But he like, I'm in here. And they like, yo, the plumbing fucked up. Like, all right, I'm out. Take yeah, a smoke uh, break. yeah, like. <laughs> and he was like, people always would be like, yo, why don't you move up, man, to driving? And he'd be like, because I don't want the headache. Yeah. From it. And he always would tell me, like, yo, do this, man, do that. And I would be like, just like, whatever. Like, I ain't really, you know. But now, like I said, when I mentioned, like, when I mentioned he was hyper than I was. He's like, yo, no, I'm coming up. Like, because yeah. he's like, no, motherfuckers really need to understand. It's like, it's a different ball game now because you can't go and get a crib for $3,700 right. or whatever. But you can, if you got the credit, which a lot of people, we talked about that with Kendall and a lot of yeah. it. That's something that we all worry about now being 30 years old, 33, 35 and shit. You get your credit together. Before you go and, like, not saying that's a bad option, because don't get it fucked up. There'll be times where I'll be on the tip where it's like, yo, go get the house and fall back. Yeah. And if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. I think that's the biggest, not to interrupt you, I think that's the biggest thing is that, like, if that's what you want to do, cool. Do it. But understand that house is not paying you no money every month. My, the, the thing that I'm really starting to see is understand that you can make your life a little bit easier. For sure. And that's the point where, like, 
I can't. Some people love their jobs. Some people like I've seen people that you ever see when like. You know, somebody retires after working for 57 years. The firemen come and bring them roses and all. I, yeah. I'm not going to be one of those people because I, I hate this shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, if I can chop, even if it's five years off of your work life, that's like, yeah. realistically, Nate retired last month. They had a big party for him and shit. Right. Nate, 50. Right. Got his whole life ahead of him. He retired. You've yeah. seen the, the, the nigga be at the bar more than us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he be out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, literally, uh, we, me and Lee went to El Camino one night. We sitting out there drinking pictures and shit, eating and shit. I, I hear, big, slot over. It's dating his wife. He just be out and shit. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, and he would always say that, like, yo, you know you can, like, shave off years in this joint, especially being here where, like, yeah. you got the septic shit behind you. You can walk in banks, and they just throw the shit at you. They just give it to you. Yeah. And, and really, like, I think everybody needs to hear it because where we're at right now, next year, it's going to be a buyer's market. Yeah. Like you can really just show up. All of yeah, them. You can punch your own ticket. All of them Airbnbs and all. Them Jones is going back to the bank. For sure. Motherfuckers <laughs> is out here with six and seven and eight properties that they ain't making no money off of that they had these mortgages on. Them properties is going to the bank. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not telling everybody to go be Donald Sterling or go be fucking Jack King Cook. None of these people. But if you approve for $300,000 on a crib, why not get the triplex? Get the triplex and... Or if you don't want to deal with most, just like I said, get a duplex. Get go get a duplex for two forty. So now you ain't got to deal with the other sixty thousand dollars in payment. Get you a duplex. Have one tenant. Let them fucking pay your mortgage every month. If your average mortgage payment is fifteen hundred, if you get to put that in your pocket, that's a net gain of eighteen thousand dollars a year. That's income. Like mm -hmm. you can now divert that money into something else. Fuck that. Your debt to income ratio changes, Whew. and now your fucking credit score skyrockets, and yeah. you got all kinds of available credit. It, it, it the world opens up the, it, for it, sure. And it, it, don't get it fucked up. You go get the big house and chill and you know your cookout's going pop and everything else and it's like that opens up a whole nother world but over you there. you still got that payment every month and you got that albatross of that 400,000 sitting on your credit report every month and you looking at that shit for 36 months straight and it ain't went nowhere. You're like damn it only went down $19 this month. Yeah. I ain't getting into the principal yet. Not really. Crazy. <laughs> like not fucking really. Like, so it's, it's, it's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just a thing of you can make your life so much easier by doing what we've talked about. I told you man I saw one of those goddamn sheets and it was like the payment it was crazy. Like the 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 interest was like seven something, and the principal was like four ninety. I was just like, "What the? When do this flip? Like, damn! <laughs> when do this go into my favor where the seven eighty seven is going to the actual crib? I'm I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm about to start giving out three hundred thousand dollars loans for phones. <laughs> if I can get yeah. seven hundred a month for all of y'all. Now, one thing we didn't talk about is if you can find yourself in a situation where you buy a house that's turnkey below market. Buy that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. If you can buy a house that's below market and come into it with some equity in it, and then after a year you can refi and take that 30, 40 grand out of it and then do something, you can do that also. But a lot of times prior to, you know, this whole ep economic <laughs> breakdown that we're going through right now, that wasn't the case. You know what I'm saying? Especially Philadelphia. Like, because of all of the presence of the, of the, the Russian money and the, and the Jewish money and the Asian money and all that that's buying up all of these properties. But if you can find something below market and come into it with some equity, do that. My mom uh, bought a single family home uh, in Upper Darby, right off of uh, West, right off of Township Line Road. She paid one thirty five for it. 
that included um I think it was I think it was she paid 135 for the crib and then she put another 20 into it. Um so she was at 155. She did a 203k loan, which is a construction loan. Mm-hmm. Got uh her primary bathroom. She's like four bathrooms in the crib. She got a primary bathroom redone, got her uh sunroom redone, got the kitchen redone and got the floors resurfaced through the whole crib and got the main electrical stack replaced. And was just able to, after a year and a half of having the crib, refi it, take money out of it, and that and her loan payment is lower. Crazy. That's a win. Be- but because she was able to, you know, was willing to go through the whole process of the construction process and have a crew in the crib for two months working, but it worked out for her, you know what I'm saying, in the end. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a whole lot. So it's, it's, it's no right or wrong answers to this shit. Uh, we just was trying to spark the conversation. We just trying to spark the conversation and just basically tell people it's a different way to do it, rather than just you know just single family homing yourself. TikTok telling you you're supposed to get a single. <laughs> and telling you you a fool for written. Like, that was the joint that kind of irritated me. It's like don't tell somebody you a fool if you don't get the single family home and go because. There's just other things you can do. Yes, absolutely. There's just more options. I know people that one of my old heads, uh, real estate millionaire. Own a gas station, all of that old shit. He owned a single family home. He owned a bunch of multi units, and he got an apartment that you know what I'm saying that that he has had for years now. You know what I'm saying. And then some of his uh, triplexes or whatever, he'll take a, a you know one of the units or whatever in there also, and just hold on to it for an office or whatever the case may be, whatever he got going on at the given time. But I know people that are real estate millionaires that still rent from other people, right. like. Because I just want to be in this building. I like the amenities. I don't want to have to worry about the maintenance and all of that about where I'm living on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like we said, it's no wrong way, no right or wrong way, but it's a lot of different ways. You just got to educate yourself on what way works best for you. Pretty much. That's pretty much all you can do. It was a great combo. The, um, uh, um, amongst all of this, I'm going to say this. 20, 2020. I saw a tweet. It's it's becoming biblical. I saw a tweet that said 2020 is a textbook chapter. It, it, <laughs> it's Kobe's dead. Half of the nation isn't working. Yes. 35 million people are unemployed. 40 million now. Oh, shit. 40 million people are unemployed. Killer bees. Cities are on fire. Yes. Multiple cities. You ever watch Bruce Almighty? Yes. When, like, he was God and just couldn't <laughs> deal with the email? Like, this is how this shit has become. It's like, you, you, Trump literally tweeted, hey, look, when, when, the, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. <laughs> and people are like, excuse me? Right. Like, did he just threaten United States citizens? It, 20 is the worst year of our lives. It isn't 50% done. Yeah. June is Monday. (laughs) Crazy. June is Monday. We aren't six months complete with this year. The start of the sixth month is Monday. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like every two weeks is some new nonsense. It's, it's the, it's, it's incredible. The fact that we are even able to sit here with any form of sanity is a testament to the fact that we're just where we are 
in life. Like if we were in Minnesota, we might be out there looting with them, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Looting and rioting and standing with those people. Just the fact that we are here in Philadelphia, just a testament that we were dropped off here right. in Philadelphia. You know what I'm saying? But any other part of the country, the scenario could be way different. It's right insane, now. yo. It's like you It's like where do you start? Yeah. Another black man got killed by the police again on camera on camera again in a in a I can't breathe situation again. again yeah and these situations to me are always like they're like vexing a little bit because I know that the good and the bad is coming. For I sure. know that. every time, like clockwork, like clockwork. You know there's going to be extreme good and extreme terrible to come out of these situations. Mm-hmm. So my initial thought was, damn, for real. Like when I first saw it, the picture of the cop with the knee on the neck. It's already troubling enough. Yeah, his hands were in his pockets, like. Like, like the way Michael Jackson's hands were in his pockets on the Beat It video. Right, right. It, it was just like, I mean, I beat it, Billy Jean. It's like, why are you, if, if you're trying to subdue a suspect, right, you're trying to take control of, why are your hands in your pockets? Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And if your goal is to subdue or control the situation, there's three other officers present Y'all can easily do it without the presence of your knee on his neck. That's not a, a move that's taught in any police academy. Now, once once you uh, log out of the academy training for that day, it might be taught around the corner. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's not in no police training nowhere. Right. The knee to the neck m- maneuver. And my biggest thing with it is the again portion of it, and the fact that we've had uh. Amadou Diallo, we've had Abdullah Weeman, we had Eric Garner, literally in this same sort of a scenario in New York. We've had all these different, Trayvon Martin, Sean Bell, all these different situations involving some form of law enforcement or town watch and black males, and we've learned nothing from it over the last Mm -hmm. 20 years. Governor Andrew Cuomo, who's my favorite to win the next presidency, He's running. He got to run. Yeah, at this um, point. At this point. Because he's the only one. Him and Gavin Newsom are the only one kicking the shit that people need and really want to hear on a political side. He basically said, yo, I was working for the state of New York when Amadou Diallo happened, when Abdul Lawima happened, when Eric Garner happened. The writer who wrote the, the, the story on Amadou Diallo won a Pulitzer. That being the shit went everywhere. Mm-hmm. It went over the world. Mm-hmm. And collectively, we learned nothing from a law enforcement standpoint of how to not handle shit. Mm-hmm. And it's still... Which one was Amadou Diallo? That was the, he got shot like 40-something yeah, times yeah, by yeah, the yeah, yeah. New NYPD. And it's like, yo, we've learned collectively nothing. The... Uh, Eric Garner situation, a literal I can't breathe situation. 
all of the campaigning that Kobe and LeBron and all these players all in different sports did, we learned nothing. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to black men, it's like, shut up, nigger. Like, and that's just the, the mind state of it from law enforcement. 95% of the time is like, shut up, nigger. Everybody listen to what the fuck you got talking about. You want some scamming shit. You want some bullshit. My thing with the police is when they, when they have these situations, it's like, I saw the situation the other day where the, um, I forgot who it was. He got killed by the police, but the, um, the cop shot him 12 times. And I, I was just like, like if a rhinoceros is charging at you, you don't have to shoot it 12 times. Right. You could hit it four or five times and it's going to at least stop, slow yeah. down something. 300, they hit him with a goddamn uh, spear and he fell, you know, right. like, so it's like, what is it about a 170 pound black guy that you have to boom, 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 boom? Well, what it is is that. Was that 12? I don't know if that was. I don't know if that was 12, but what it, what it really what comes it? down to is that dead men don't get to tell their side of the story. That, that's where it's just be like. You're kind of playing executioner. Yeah. Like, you're playing judge, jury. And like but every time, every though. Every single because time. Because now, if he's not here to tell his side of the story, me and my partner going to spin it however the fuck we want to spin it. And it's always, I felt threatened. I felt danger, da, da, da. Okay, well, when my hands are cuffed behind my back and I'm on the ground and you had me subdued, what danger do you feel then to where additionally you got to stick your knee in my neck? Like, realistically, me and you could walk out of here together out front. And somebody could come running up behind the jump. I could pull my gun out and shoot and hit him. Yeah. Don't mean you got to keep hitting. After I hit him <laughs> two or three times, it's done. Yeah. If I shoot him ten times, I'm the aggressor in this situation. Yeah. They're locking me up. You're going beyond the call of duty. There's no way on earth you can justify someone coming at you and you shooting them 10 times as a civilian. Yeah. So how is it that a police officer can, how is it that y'all can fire 58 bullets at one person and just be like, yeah, good job. How? But then you turn around and you, I watched a video the other day where the cop showed up at this white guy's house. He walked out the house with a goddamn like crocodile Dundee knife. He came out the door and was screaming at him. Why are you here? The cop was like, calm down, buddy. And I'm just like, Huh? They don't teach that at the police academy yeah, neither. What either? God comes at you with a fucking a machete. What do you do? Calm down, buddy. What's the problem? <laughs> Listen here, pal. <laughs> like, real shit. And it's like you watch these stories and you see them, and it's just like, mm. it, it, it's it's just ridiculous, and it just goes beyond the measure of you know common sense. The way that some of these officers are. Uh, you know, interact and and react to the dealing with the public. My dad just told me a story I never knew from uh, when he was in his in his twenties. He was like, "You was a he's like you was a little guy. You you wouldn't you know I I never told you this, but he said he was at Scooters one night with a friend of his. Scooters, he, Jesus. He's, he's like, I know the owner of Scooters. I knew their daughters. The whole shit. I used to be there four times a week or whatever. He said that once upon a time, Scooters was a hood bar and a cop bar. The cops hung in there yeah, from that. that district also. From, I think, what's that, the 16th or whatever the fuck it is. They hung in there also. So he said he was in there one night from 7 to 12. He get faded. He get, he's dead. He's like, yo, tell his man that he with, I can't drink no more. It's a wrap. You're going to have to take me home. He go get in the car, get in the passenger seat, go to sleep. His band come out roughly like 1.30, 2 o'clock, whatever, get in the car. They go to drive. And he said he get two blocks away. Police jump behind him, whoop, pull him over, whatever, whatever. He's in the car asleep. 
His man is driving. Apparently, his girl reported the car stolen on some spiteful shit. His motherfucker stole the car. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know where he at. So they pull him over. He's a correctional officer. He gets CO badge, his ID, this and this. Explain the situation. Nah, my girl just on some bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. I'll call her. Y'all can call her. However, whatever. Uh, he's like, all right, well, you got somebody. Well, let us get to the bottom of this, but you got somebody in the car, which you got to get out. He said, all right, cool. No problem. Let me get him. Don't wake him up. Fuck that. He got to get out the car. My dad said big Irish cop, like 6'4", 240 pounds. He said he grabs him by both sides of his collar, pull him out of the car. He scrapes his head in the doorway coming out of the car. So he wake up. He see that somebody got him. He hit the cop with a four piece. Boom, 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 boom. Drop him. Crumble the cop. Now three cops jump on him. The cops that was in the bar with him come. Come, they like, yo, what happened? We know him. Da, da, da. Well, he assaulted a police officer, this and that. They like, well, what the fuck did y'all do? Because the cops is asking the other cops, hmm. well, what did y'all do to provoke this? They was just with us. It's no way in hell he just decided, I'm going to beat a cop up tonight. It's not. Hmm. These are the police saying this. He said he, he go to trial three weeks later at 55th and Pine. The cop come. He still got a shiner. He still got a broken nose. They go in front of the judge. The judge is like, so help me understand what happened. Well, he was in the car and he was asleep and this. And they said, so if he was asleep, why did you need to talk to him? Well, because it was a traffic stop and they had to... No, 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 no. Why did you need to talk to him in the passenger seat if he's asleep and the guy that was driving gave you his ID, told you the other persons that in the car with him gave you his name? Did you run his name? Uh, yeah. Did you find any warrants or anything? No. Why did he need to get out of the car? Well, I just think... Case dismissed. Now the cop is standing there looking like a fucking idiot, but it's like, yo, you didn't have to press this in the manner that you did. So you got your ass kicked. You tried to press charges case dismissed and now you look walking around with a fucking black eye because you are overdoing your job and all you had to do was say hey get your man out the car whatever whatever we got to do what we got to do because of the fact that it's you know a, a, a APB on a car about the stolen shit just wake your guy up tell him to get out the car instead you incite a physical conversation that you end up being on the losing end of and then lose the case yeah these, these cops and and it's funny because Paul Mooney said every black man got 10 stories he could tell you about the cops. Like every black every man. Every single one. And it's just wild that that's like just a normality. And it made me think, watching these situations and looking at them and reading about them, it makes me think back on like every little situation I've ever had when it comes to like police interaction. And I wasn't, I'm not a criminal. But what what's the strike against me is I'm large and I'm dark-skinned. And right. I have like a beard, and you I fit the description, nigga. I look for all for all it's worth. I look menacing. I hate that shit sometimes because everybody always says it to me like, "You look dangerous." You're not dangerous, but, <laughs> but you, you look the, you look this shit like if you're not smiling and talking, you look dangerous. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I get that shit a lot. I literally had a situation one time. I was on my grandfather's block. Me. J.O. and Mr. Terry. We were out there talking. I was up there seeing my grand. My, my family always goes to my grandpa's yeah. on Sunday. We was out there, and I was talking to Mr. Terry. Mr. Terry brings food over to my grandfather every Sunday. His wife cooks, and they bring food over. J.O.'s one of the younger guys from the block. It's a one-way street in North Philly. Yeah. The cop, we, we had been out there talking, just having general conversation about, you know, sort of like what we were just talking about, them changing the neighborhood and how these homes are going to be worth more. We're just having a normal conversation. Yeah. The cop comes up the block the wrong way. It's a one-way street. He's coming up th not the one way. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's coming up the he's other way. He's creating his own one way. His own one way. <laughs> he pulls up. I will never forget it because it was so weird. The passenger side cop turned the light. You know how that light be outside yeah. the car? He turned the light. 
on us. It was 4 p.m. And I was like, bruh, <laughs> what this? I'll never forget that. That was just like, the hell? And they, they get out of the car and he was like, what's going on, man? What you guys doing out here? And before Ian and him, I'm like, excuse me? And he was like, what's going on? What you guys doing out here? And I'm like, I don't understand why you're asking this. He's like, let me make it fucking clear. Why are you guys just standing out here? And I'm like, again, I don't understand the purpose of you coming and asking us that. Right. Did someone make a complaint against us standing here? Because that's what you should lead with. We got a call that da da da. He's like, oh, well, we we got a call about gunfire around here, and I'm like, okay. First off, we've been out here for 35 minutes. There's been nothing. Literally, not a firecracker has gone off. Second, you think that the gunshots that were reported. Were the 400-pound man in a SEPTA uniform. Mind you, I'm in my uniform. Right, right, right. The 400-pound man in a SEPTA uniform, the 70-year-old retired war veteran who literally has on, like, 70-year-old retired man clothes, (laughs) and the young guy who jails one of them young boys where he dresses like, uh, who's, like, real, like... Like preppy? Like, 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 like... Like Lawrence from uh, Insecure, like yeah. one of them, like Tyler, the creator. He's right, one right, of them right. young boys. I'm like, and he's he's home from, from college. So I'm just like, you think it's the 400-pound SEPTA driver who's in full uniform, the 70-year-old retired war veteran, and the college, college student. student. That's who you think is Let sh- the gunshots off. And then stood here in broad daylight. <laughs> and waited for y'all to show and up. And <laughs> waited for y'all to pull up. So the, the driver is like, he's like with the... Yeah, this is kind of fucking stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like that face. So the passenger one was like, well, well, well let's see some IDs. Let's, how about that? Let's see some IDs. I'm like, no problem. You know what I'm saying? Ain't about none. And he's like, whoa, whoa, take it easy. Just, you know, just give me your ID. And I'm like, you asked Ask for, for the eyes. ID. I and, try to get the ID. And I'm reaching in my pocket to give you the ID. In full you uniform, did. mind you. I give him my license. He turns to them. He's like, come on, guys. This is my IDs. Mr. Terry can't even talk. He's like just dis- like he's literally just like like he on that jump. Yeah. So that the cop was like, "Yo, my man, you heard me? You got your ID?" Mr. Terry was like, "Young man, I don't know what you on today. I don't know what's got you this hopped up. I don't know if you facing some personal issues or something like that. But you need to really check yourself. You need to check your tone. You need to check your come off." It's disgusting right now. You're talking to homeowners. I own my home. I've been on this block for 40 years. Watch how you're talking to the people. We citizens. We taxpaying citizens. This young man work across the street. This a young man in college. Watch how you talking to folk. And the, the driver was like, come on, man. We got to call, man. We got Because his radio and his jaw yeah. was going on. And they got in the jaw and, and like they had to back out of the block. And I was just <laughs> like, that was the weirdest shit yeah. ever. Because... It really don't matter what you do. It don't matter what no. you got going on at any given time. It could just be anything. Yeah, for sure. Being, I'm a, being black is enough. That's really really it. I remember me and uh me and Dickie, we were sitting in a car in front of his mom's house on 80th and Sherwin. We're just sitting in a car talking. Cops just pull up, one in front of us, one behind us, another one across the street. We like the f- and we look like thinking they going somewhere else. Right. They get out, start walking over to the we like, like the, the fuck. fuck? <laughs> they surrounding the car, guns out, all that shit. Yeah, we got a call about uh, 
drug activity or some shit. And I'm just like, I'm like you got drugs? He's like, no. I'm like, there ain't no motherfucking drugs. <laughs> and we, uh, it was a cop down southwest. His name was Hospital. He worked downtown last time I saw him. The coolest cop ever. Like, he was old head black dude, cool in a motherfucker. Hospital pulled up and he saw it was us and he had this real, he's like, man, like that's how he talked. So he was like, man, I know them young boys, them boys ain't got no gun, no drugs, man. Come on, make it up. Go, 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 go do something. Go do something. <laughs> that's how he was. And he came over and was like chopping talkers. Was, he's like, man, it'd be so motherfucking hard dealing with these crackers, boy, like that. But he, he a cold cop. Yeah. And it's just like, yo, they really do be on that type time when they hit the streets, a lot of them, where it's just like, you're way too aggressive. Yeah. You're way too just like yearning for a confrontation yeah. or for a reason to like fight somebody. And it's just like that, that, like somebody said the other day, the entire structure of what the police system is in America needs to like vanish. Yeah. It literally yeah. needs to like be recreated because the current police system evolves from slave patrols. And that's where this sense of entitlement and I'm in charge and all of this shit comes from, as opposed to what the police are supposed to do, which is police the communities and protect and serve the citizens of the community. Like people might not agree with me and might think I'm, you know, whatever. I personally feel like to be a police officer, you should live in the community that you're a police officer sure. of. Now, I know that might be an extreme, especially because of how far left we've gone as a society, but I feel like having people be cops that don't live in the community gives them no sense of no sense of being tied to the community, no sense of understanding or learning the community. Like, cops will walk up your block and not say a word to you. Yeah, sure. They might head nod you. And it's just like, Bro, you're a public servant. Yeah. You're supposed to know these people. You should get to know these people and what they got going on. Understand their routines. Understand their comings and goings and their family right. members. That's what you should do. Because if you take that time to get to know the people, then you can eliminate a lot of unnecessary interaction like the one that y'all had that day. Right. If y'all took the time to just know, oh, that's Mr. Terry. That's uh, you wouldn't even we wouldn't even have to do this because you would pull up, oh hey, what's going on, Mr. Terry? Da -da. They said it was some gunshots around here. I know ain't y'all. We gonna go get back to like, what How we is doing. it that I don't live on this block, but I know Mr. Terry and I know J.O. and, and I you know work around this motherfucker and you don't. Right? You know what I mean? It, it, like that really is where it be. Like it's several blocks I go on and I know people and yeah. talk to people and just realistically, me doing a certain bus line if it ends at a certain place, you learn the people. Yeah. It sounds wild, but it's the truth. Like I do the forty eight, so you sit on twenty seventh. And uh, Chalmers, between uh, Chalmers, I, I know everybody on the block just because you, what you starting? Yeah, I'm about to start. Okay, be safe. I did that. Like, they just, you know them and understand yeah. them. So it's just like, y'all as police officers, how are y'all this disconnected from the community to where it's like somebody selling CDs or selling cigarettes yeah. or writing a check, an alleged bad check, which is like, I don't even understand That's that. another point. When did writing, even if he was writing a bad check, if you write a bad check for a million dollars, the charge is what? Six months in federal yeah. prison or some shit like that for one count of fraud. Right. When did writing a check or a bad check, however it went, become a death sentence? Like, how did that become like, we need the the full weight of the police force to fall on this. My thing is, why, why are you showing up so violent? Yeah. So, so just vigilant. Right. And 
I look at a lot of different situations that I could tell you it, it's wild as fuck. But my last four or five cop run-ins, I've literally been in full uniform. And that's why I say all the time, that shit means absolutely no, nothing. Sure. Apparently, there was a shooting one day uh, close to 33rd in York, because that's where I got pulled over. Like, when I get off, I'll come down, what is that, Chalmers. Is it Chalmers that cuts across where the Bob's Crabs is, the Lehigh? Uh, that is Chalmers, yeah, because it goes yeah. past where you have to eat. I'm coming down Chalmers, make the right on Lehigh, make the left on 33rd. You know that gas station I was talking about the other day in my store? Yeah, yeah. New York. <laughs> I get past that to where, you know, the little bus barn is right there with yeah. the 54 and shit. As I'm coming through the light, cop jump behind me, throw the lights on. So I'm just like, I'm like, I didn't run. The light it's is green, blatantly light. green. Yeah. I'm like, the fuck? So I pull over right where the 49 sits now. I pull over right there at 33rd and Dolphin. Yeah. The cop got out of his car and ran up to my... I'm looking at him in the side view. I'm like, uh-oh. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> did I do? Terminator? He runs up. This one, I had the Black Explorer. So the door handle is not a lift-up door handle. It's the, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the, the, like the, uh, the cabinet handle. He pulled my door handle. My door is locked. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He pulled my door handle so... F- you, have, you know how you pull the door handle and it snapped back? Like, yeah. I thought he pulled the shit off. He was like, open the fucking door. And I'm like... Nah. nah. <laughs> you're fuck? clearly I was like, nah. You're clearly on three doses of adrenaline. I was like, can I ask you what's going on? He was like, we got a report of a shooting. Let me see your fucking hands. And I'm like, I just put my hands <laughs> up. Like, because the window's wide open. Yeah. I put my hands up. And he was like, keep your fucking hands where I can see him. And he like tapped my unlock button and opened the door. Swear to God, he reaches in the car under my seat. He's he got his hand on my chest. He's reaching under the seat, reaching on the side of the seat, reaches over me onto the center console and reach. He's literally laying on me. Right. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just like, yo, you are you. Like, this is some shit out of a movie. <laughs> he was like, yeah, we got a report of a shooting out of a black truck. And I'm like, well, it was in this black truck. He's like, this truck fits, fits the description. You fit the description of the shooter. He said, large black man. I'm like. That's the whole North Philly. I'm like, I don't know how many black trucks it is out here, but I'm like, this is the whole North. So he like, hey, man, look, we just doing our job. We checking this shit. I'm like, bro. And I I like, I got on a fucking safety uniform. I'm like, you see the little H and the little C? You see how the needle's at the C? I just started this motherfucker. Like, I ain't been riding around all day. I'm like, dog, I just got in the truck. And he was like, all right, man, you know, apologies, man. You know, we we just, you know, motherfucker shooting. You know how it go. And I'm just like. Not really. Not really. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really, but all right. And it's just like, this is, it's it's so common that we can laugh at this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because in that situation, I didn't get smoked. So right. we can turn around and laugh at this shit. Because but, you escape with your life, you can find the humor in it. But it's, it's, it's not that funny when you really think about it, because when he came up and said, put your hands up, I could have legit just for a second hesitated. Now you did. Realistically, what if when I pull over and I see him running up, I don't put the car in the park? Right. Like, it's still in drive, and I got my foot on the brake, and I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? And he come up and snatch the door, and he like, put your fucking hands up, and I reach to put the car in park. He thinks I'm re- you know what I'm saying? Because right. he, it just, and, and that in itself is like, it's mind-blowing when you really sit and think about the shit. Like, I've seen it firsthand. Cops will really pull up. I never liked that shit they did that day with me and Mr. Terry. What's going on here? The fuck are you talking about? 
This isn't policing. If you have an actual something going on, then you pull up and you address that. You make that known. But you don't pull up on civilians and ask them what they doing. Right. That, be, that, that, State your purpose. What's your purpose here? Yeah. You're a fucking uh, you're a um, civil servant. What's your purpose here? Yeah. You can't just pull up on strangers and be like, what y'all doing? Oh, all right. It don't work like that. Yeah. So seeing these situations, it really do make you sit back and really think about that shit. And everybody gets emotional and you start seeing all these memes and all of this. And I saw the day that they tried to spin the Lil Wayne shit. Did you see that? No. Lil Wayne was on uh, Fat Joe. Him and Fat Joe were on like live. Apparently Fat Joe's doing a show now on live. Yeah. Joper. Yeah. yeah, Fat Joseph has nothing to do. <laughs> he, um, he had Lil Wayne on his live and they were talking about the George Floyd situation. And... Wayne was like, it really made you take a, like, basically the, the con, you know, complex is complex, but the headline was little Wayne blames what happened to George, I mean, uh, George Floyd on black people and everybody's up in arms and going crazy. And I click it and watch the video. And Wayne was like, it really make you like, take a step back and be like, yo man, like we got to do better. Like. We, we got to stop, like, just, like, when these hashtags and these things pop off, we can't just wild out for a day or two and then just go back to normal. Like, we really got to do better as far as, like, creating our own, like, world. Because they've done it on the right. flip side. Right. And I watch it, I'm like, oh, that's what he, like, that headline was so misleading. And yeah. it's like, that's what I mean when I talk about the good and the bad in this shit. You, I've some of the tweets that I've seen in the last couple of days from some of these people who are like actual blue checks and like influencers. Right. It's just been like, yeah, the guy, uh, Shamik Moore, the one that was on the Wu-Tang series on Hulu, he, he buried himself. He said some super stupid shit. They pulled up his old tweets from 2013 about him uh, lusting over Vanessa Hudgens and Megan Fox and being a bootlicker and all this old shit. But yeah, he he basically said something to the effect of like, basically blame it. Like he was literally like blaming it on black people about why we got to stop this, this and that. Then he made a series of videos. And then once they dra dragged him on that, then he said, you know what? Y'all taking this out of context at the... Uh, I'm going to go on Instagram live and address the people, even though my publicist said that I shouldn't do it. But y'all need to hear what I'm saying. And they like, nah, bro, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. When you got go to go away. on Instagram live, you pretty much you fucked up. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? And it's just like I, I saw a tweet the other day from a, a young black woman. She was just like, yeah, see, uh, I'm not for this shit from Steven Jackson. A month ago, you were saying black women is the most dangerous thing to the black man and now here you are crying over your friend and da 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 black women do nothing but love y'all and y'all constantly shit on us now y'all want us to ride with y'all against the guy and I'm just like sis put your phone on do not disturb and take a nap I, like, I saw John and I actually re replied to it. a motherfucker said let me serious question do y'all really think that cop's intent was to murder that guy and I'm like homie whether it was his intent or not, we can't even discuss that now because somebody's fucking dead. Somebody's dead. It yeah. doesn't even matter. The intent doesn't even matter no more. Once you kill me, I don't give a fuck what you intended to do. I'm dead now. Right. So what the fuck are you talking about? And like, why y'all? It's like it's always one of you niggas who uncles or dad was a cop or something that's always trying to get some understanding. How about understand that motherfuckers need to stop 
these cops need to stop killing black men, just period, and black people, because it's not just limited to men. Sandra Bland, various black women across the country have been victimized by the police also. So it's like, yo, y'all always trying to get some understanding of some shit that it don't need to be understood. Like, how about stop killing us? Then we can get some understanding. We be good with that. Right. It, it's just, it's wild, because it's like, you see how I was like, Hospital was the coolest cop ever? You can just be the coolest cop ever. Yeah, for you sure. really don't have to be a dickhead. You can cop. come do your eight and skate. <laughs> it's like at my job. Like me, I consider myself a pretty cool driver. I don't argue with anyone. You get, before motherfuckers get on. Yo, let's go. Go ahead. Before, when they start leaning in, the just, just go ahead, dog. <laughs> I wait for people. All that shit. Yeah. Then we got drivers that will literally pull the bus over and won't move because somebody didn't pay. It's like it's the same. It's like you don't have to do this. Yeah, for and sure. it's just that's the thing with the police. Is like why do y'all hit the streets with this vigor for? Upholding the law against the African American citizen. It's like, and it's, mind you, you, not to cut you up, you're yeah, not no. even holding up the law. You're like creating these fake dynamics in your right. brain to where it's like, oh no, what I'm doing is, you know, what they pay me to do and upholding. And it's just like, nah, Doug, the, the man's selling cigarettes. Right. They, ain't, they ain't tell you to come do this. Some shit shouldn't even be worth your time as a police officer. Dig me. Some shit shouldn't even be worth your time. And I was what I was going to say was, it reminds me of that scene on the wire where uh where Hauk and uh what was the black, black detective Carver Car- Car- and, and he's Col- like Culver. Yeah, Culver. No. Carver, Carver, Carver and Hurt. And, and Hawk is like Hurt. Gonna, yeah, Hurt. He's like, we're gonna go out there, bust some heads and take some names. And Carver's like, there's a better way to do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he get out there and then he he ended up talking to all the little hoppers and all that. And he's like, yo, I got a message for you, motherfuckers. Da, da, da. And he's like, well, why did you do that? He was like, I told you, it's a better way to do this. Like, man, I really wanted to bust some heads and take some names. And it's like, yo, it doesn't have to always be like boot to ass or elbow to the fucking head. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you can get more done in a more intellectual manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember they was uh we were about to get into a fight on South Street. And I looked, I was like, I was happy the cop showed up. Cause the, 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 <laughs> like good looking old head. Yeah, because the one nigga was huge. And he was like charging at me. And I was just like, uh, this ain't it. And the cops just came out of nowhere and like stopped all of the shit. And I'll never forget it. Like the cop was like, everybody get the fuck out of here. And but he was on like their side. Like, I don't know his name or nothing, but he just was like, man, what? Like, that's what he said to the cop. Like, man, what? Cop grabbed him and swung, like, by his arm and swung him around the way you swing, like, like how they was dancing on Titanic. <laughs> like, swung the nigga around into the phone booth. Boom! Hit the phone booth, and he just, like, crumbled to the ground. And I was just like, it's definitely time to roll definitely, now. I'm you know, definitely like, take his initial advice and get on out of here. But it's just wild, because it's like cops really show up with that joint, like, and I always remember that, like, if we was white teenagers, does that happen? No. You know what I'm saying? Like, does he pull up and really swing a white boy around because like that? Because here's the thing. If you swing little Billy uh, or or little fucking Josh Berkowitz into a fucking phone booth, his whole community is going to be at the police district looking for fucking answers with a civil rights attorney. And it's just like that amount of public, they don't want to deal with that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if the cops kill a little Jewish boy today in any city in America, you best believe the mayor, the city council president, uh, the governor, everybody going to have some shit, going to have some answers or be working on some answers for that Jewish community because 
nobody wants to deal with the amount of weight of of that whole shit falling on them. Now, one thing I will say that was interesting about this George Floyd situation was the police chief got on CNN the other day and was like, I'm so sorry this happened. It's a it's a tragedy. It's, yeah. it's, it's just a travesty. I'm sorry it happened. It shouldn't have happened. You know, it was terrible to watch. Then the mayor, mayor. got yeah. on and was like, yo, it was a murder. The the uh, district attorney went and did a press conference and was like, there are several key factors here. And there are there's evidence showing one side. And then there are also points of evidence showing that nothing wrong happened here. So let us give a chance to like and I was just like. What? Well, I was like, I, when I saw that, I was like, they trying to put the fix in. I'm like, yeah, that that shit is like, wow. And then they like, you'll start seeing these like little leaks about who he was or what he was doing. And then of course, stupid niggas. Oh, he he had a white girl, and it's just like, what the fuck do that got to do right. with any? Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Here's the other thing. Did you see the story about the fact that the cop and George Floyd worked in the same restaurant as bouncers? No, I didn't it was see like that. a bar lounge that this. Lady, I know he worked as a bouncer. Yeah, it was this bar lounge that this lady just sold, and George and the cop that killed him literally worked on the same detail for like three years. But it was like it was a way that the where it's like they might not have ever interacted because George's team worked inside, and then the cop and his team worked outside. Wow. But he was moonlighting as like clubs, nightclub yeah. security. And they said he he had a short tempered and he was always quick to bust a motherfucking head open, whatever. They said he had like 18 complaints uh, yeah. as a police officer. So the nightclub shit was some whole other shit that, you know, he was, he was whooping ass over there too. So it's like, yeah, this is just an angry individual that's just using his position of power to whoop ass. You know what I'm saying? In the, in the, in the blur the lines. And now it didn't work out for you because you just got charged with third degree murder and manslaughter and they can review the case and they and they may increase the judge has the levity to be like, nah, this is second degree, you know what I'm saying? And and and, and push it up. But in the state of Minnesota, third degree murder carries up to twenty five years. You can you can push yeah, it up. Yeah, people today were like, I don't understand third degree murder and I'm like it's basically a manslaughter. Where it's like first degree murder is you intended. Yeah. You came there to yeah, kill I'm sitting somebody. in the crib. I'm going to go kill this nigga, Floyd, right. and when I see Floyd, I blow his brains out. Right. It's premeditated. Second degree murder is basically something popped off, and you could have, like, went the other way. And you chose not But y'all got into it, and then you took it to some, like, some overkill. Like, basically, like, you show up for a fight where, like, you came there with the intent to fight. And then the fist fight popped off, and then the fist fight, (laughs) you pull a knife out, and then hawking eight times. It's like, all right, yeah, this is like a second. Third degree murder is this situation where it's like, it wasn't a premeditated. It, I mean, it, you know, it, it, like you said, I don't know. They was around each other. I don't know, but I don't think it's a premeditated murder. I mean, I think it would have. you or me, whoever was in that scenario where the store owner calls and says this guy right in the bed, it would have been the same result. Right. So I, so, so you can't, it's not first degree. So no. I understand that y'all, you know, everybody's upset and in, emotional and enraged right. about it. It's not first degree murder. No. It, it, just for the simple fact that he, it's in the line of duty, it's not going to be first degree right. murder. you know that. Now, I was on a tip where it was like, could they make it a second degree murder because of the simple fact that this wasn't a, it wasn't a shooting or you picked him up and slammed him right. and on, he landed on his neck. 
you was on his neck for nine minutes. For sure. That's where it's like, at six minutes, you didn't, you, at three and a half minutes. So at seven and a half, you ain't think like nothing. Nothing was like, yo, let me, like that shit went on for nine minutes. So that's where I'm like, uh-uh. Third degree, ain't, I ain't feeling the third degree. Yeah. I'm like, I this, thought it was going to be second degree. I thought it would be a second degree. When I they, think that depending upon what judge they go in front of, it's going to get upgraded to second degree. And then if the, the Justice Department and the FBI are both involved in the investigation of it too, they may come in and say, uh-uh. Like one of the U.S. attorneys might come in and say, uh-uh, second degree. Like this is, is it's egregious. You know what I'm saying? Like, and pretty much everybody with a brain is in agreement mm-hmm. that it's a murder. Now we got to leave it up to the courts to decide what degree and the punishment for it and go through the trial process. One thing I'm sick of seeing, not even just from black people, just from people in general, when these situations pop up, I'm sick of seeing the, oh, y'all know what the cops got to go through. And, you know, why didn't, like, why didn't he just, why did he resist or any of that? And then y'all start going as far as, well, what about niggas shooting up the community? And I'm just like, Yes. Do we as black people have other problems? Yes. Do we have a lot of problems? Yes. But this is a problem. It's a big This is a problem also. This is a problem. It's a big one. It might not be the biggest to some people, but to some people it is the biggest problem because at the end of the day, racism, oppression, and everything around it has been going on since we came here. Since the boats pulled up. Like y'all didn't pull them boats up on a whim. If you got a slave ship, nigga, you're not just accidentally pulling up on people to try to enslave them. You came here for a purpose. So since the boats pulled up, that's kind of the tip it's been on. So, yes, to some people, it's the because at the end of the day, a lot of the things that go on in the society, a lot of the, the way these communities are set up. You know what I saw the other night was real good. Maybe just think about it. You ever watch Adam's Adam ruins everything? No. You never seen it? No, I've seen it on YouTube. I've seen okay. I've seen uh, probably like four episodes on YouTube. He does it. If other people know, it's on the travel. I think it's on Travel Channel, but it's called Adam Ruins Everything. And he basically will like dispel myths and things we believe. So he had one the other day called Adam's Ru- Adam Ruins Suburban Living. And he was talking about how like we just talked about the dream is to get the big house or the big things. And he was like, it's really a like it's it's a dream that they tell you you're supposed to have. But in all reality, it's a lot of things that go into it. So he basically broke down the first part of it was like we talked about the upkeep of a home in the suburbs where you have to pay HOA fees and have lawn maintenance and you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't put up these Christmas lights and all. So he gets through all of that. Then the second part was basically breaking down how Levittown, which was a, it was a, the, the, I think it was the the mayor or whatever was racist, and he basically instituted that no African American, Hispanic, or no African American, Hispanic, Asian, or Native American could would get approved for home loans, and these practices became like big, and they started like going all over the country, and it basically talked about redlining, real estate, yeah. and greenlining, and how if you lived in this place, you were more easy to get a home loan as opposed to being in this area and this area was predominantly black latino and and then i think i saw that and there was like subsequently the school funding the went school to the, funding went to there so it's like you basically yeah. was breaking down how people get mad at 
center city and congested living, but if it wasn't for them paying taxes, a lot of the suburbs wouldn't even be able to function. But then they'll turn around and give sub suburb home loans to people who aren't black, so it forces them to be congested and in these areas. But then on the flip side, everybody in the suburbs is living great and got a loan and three garages. Yeah. But it, 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 it was a wild-ass joint. And it's just like, yeah, yo, like a lot of the things that go on in this country are because of slavery, oppression, racism, right. you know, prejudice. So, yeah, to people, these situations, it's large because it's what has the ghetto looking like the ghetto. It's what has public right. school looking like public school. It's what has, you know— Ethan Rockland not looking like Delaware County. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah, it's a big deal to people. Yeah. So you got these situations, and it, it, it really just make you sit back, and it's just like, I told you, it make you think about every situation I've ever had with the police, and it's just like, yo, there are a couple of them Jones that really could have gone left. Yeah, for sure. Like, for sure going yeah. left. To where it's just like, damn, I could easily be a hashtag. Especially if you got a smart mouth. Like, you, like, you know how many motherfuckers I know personally who've been, like, punched in the face by a cop? But I'm not like you. You see niggas and you just like, damn, what the fuck happened to you, man? Fucking got into it with the fucking law yesterday on some old nut shit. Big ass fucking joint on his face. Just like, then like, it could happen to anybody yeah. at any time. That's scary as shit. And I hate the fact that us as black folks will sit back and be like, oh man, well you know we got all this other shit to worry about, and it's just like, yeah, we do, but not right now. Like when the Pico bill come. You scramble to pay that, John. You fuck Comcast. I deal with them niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, this is what it is right now. Now, let me ask you this. How do you feel about the looting and shit? I'm not against it because of the simple fact that it's like we've done the peaceful protesting. We've done the go. We've done the GoFundMes. We've done the sign this online petition and this and that. And it's like, yo, y'all not listening. So anarchy is the result of a broken system. So it's like, if y'all don't fix the system, it's going to be a whole lot more looting and rioting. Y'all didn't learn shit from Detroit riots. Y'all didn't learn shit from the Watts riots. Y'all didn't learn shit from the Los Angeles riots. Y'all didn't learn shit from Ferguson. So here we are again. And Minnesota is stamping a real nigga card repeatedly. Yo, listen. Repeatedly. Minnesota, like... For what I've seen with riots before, like, for all they talk about the L.A. riots, the L.A. riot was really, what was it, Florence and Normandy? Yeah. Like, it was contained It was contained to, the to ghetto. a couple blocks. Really. Minnesota? I used to think that the only real niggas up there was Kevin Garnett and Kirby Puckett. Nigga. There's some real niggas in some real niggas out of <laughs> Minnesota, dog. They've been bugging out. They set the police. They set the police station on fire and took pictures in front no, of. No, they not playing up. And there. these are. I, I saw the of one of the photos that somebody was like zooming on this photo. Look at how young they are. Like these are teenagers, early twenties, shit like that. Like nah, fuck that. We ain't going for this. Like and you can't be mad at them. And it's like yo, stop doing this shit. We didn't learn nothing from fucking. Uh, I'm going to do the all. We didn't learn that from Abdullah Wim. We didn't learn that from Trayvon Martin. We going to burn this motherfucker to the ground. I'm going to say this. The, the one joint that like kind of annoyed me a little bit with the looting shit, and I'm like you, I'm not against it. I'm personally not. I got a bad knee. I'm not I'm not going out there. The um, When I saw the, like, the pharmacy destroyed at Target, yeah. that joint was like, you know, it's, it's people who depend on medication. Yeah. It's people, you know, it's 
people who are sick, people who have cancer, people right. who have diabetes. No, real shit. Like, so that, Joan, is like, I get it. In the midst of y'all tearing apart a Target, y'all ain't going to be like, all right, we ain't fucking with this section over here. Right. We, we ain't going to fuck with linens and the, <laughs> and the pharmacy. But very, like, I, I get it. You charged yeah. up. But I'm just like, that's the Joan for me where I'm just like, I think I'm a little older because it's just like, like, you know what I mean? People wait, like, need medicine yeah, and need. Sure. So that's where I'm just like, damn, like, it made me think about my grandparents and my dad and just everybody older. Like, it's people waiting on all kinds of medication. Yeah. And now that's just like fucked. And like, right. then it's just like, I mean, realistically, you can't show up to the target that's on fire and be like, yeah, uh, Kane 10284, I'm here to pick him up. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? They're like, you had to come back in a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, they tear this to the fur. They tear this motherfucker up right there. You had to come back in a couple hours. So I, w- I would definitely agree with that. And then, like, the, the local independent businesses. Don't tear them up. Yeah, no. Nah. It ain't no guarantee that, you know, Safiq's barbershop got the requisite insurances and all of that to rebuild this shit. Did you see the, the black guys in uh, St. Paul that had their choppers out? Yeah. That, like, we real ain't niggas. Going for it. Yeah. Real niggas up there. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, so it's like, you know, the, the big corporations, the police district, all that shit is in play. Motherfucking Target, I, I, Best Buy, H.H. Uh, Greg, all that shit is in play. I don't I, give a fuck. Burn stopped, that shit to the ground. I stopped at Rod Crib earlier. I had to pick something up. And Rod was like, uh, at this juncture in your life, like, if that shit popped off, would you go out to the riots? Because, like, you know, 15 years ago, nigga, like how you said the kids was out, we'd have been out there in that shit. That shit ever popped off Philly, nigga, For we out sure. And he's like, would you go out there now? I'm like... In what manner? He's like, you know, to, to do the loot and shit. And I'm like, this is where I think I'm just older. I'd come loot a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but what I do is, since we've taken control of the store, I would print myself a receipt. Just in case. <laughs> the shit gotta go back. Yeah, just, just in case. I'd go behind the counter and print out a little receipt for myself. I'd be like, hold on. It's, May 28th. You got this shit on May 28th. That's some fucking riot, nigga. <laughs> but... <laughs> you know, it's 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 wild seeing a, a fucking like St. Paul is a capital. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. seeing all of like a capital city in America is like on fire. Seeing this shit pop off the way it's, and it, it ain't like Trump literally hopped on the Jonah was like, yo, National Guard got go there. Like, yo, yeah. bugging. And that's my joint where it's like, even when the cops and the the, the the military and all these people show up, are y'all going to show up with the, the same attitude that y'all? Because literally white people were protesting last week with AR-15. In Michigan, yeah. And, and Trump is like, oh, the governor should cut him some slack. Trump like, listen to him. See what they talking about. <laughs> like, huh? And a week later, he's like, these thugs. It's, it's, it's coded language, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yo, every single time, you know, some uh, some white nationalist group or group of white nationalists stand up for their rights, Trump is like right there like, yeah, these are these are very good people. They're just in a tough situation or whatever, whatever. And every time it's any type of people of color, it's like these thugs, these criminals. Let me ask you this. Do you think he gets convicted? Definitely. I think it's too much public pressure. I actually, my personal, my money is... On the pre-trial suicide. That's where, if I had to place a bet, <laughs> pre-trial suicide. Like, I think that they're going to crawl up his ass. I wasn't expecting yeah, that. They're going to crawl up his ass so bad and all through his history and read every fucking complaint. And the, you, this is premeditated because y'all work together at such and such bar and this character witness is here. And I think he's going to succumb to the public pressure in office, though. 
I don't mm. think he's gonna make it through the trial. I think he's gonna kill himself. Mm. I didn't see that. If 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 I had a, if I could place a prop bet on that, that's where I would put my money. I got a hundred bucks that says he's gonna pre-trial suicide. I think ultimately they up the charges to second degree murder. And I, I want to say he gets convicted. I do. But just, you know, the history with the country is just. Yeah. I'm going to say this. Did you see the tweet was like, uh, I'll tell you this. After all of this shit that's been going on for the last two, three days, if ain't no new corona outbreaks, nigga, I'm out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was cracking up off of that because I'm like, yo, they've really been like around each other, jumping on shit, going crazy for the last couple of days. So if don't new Rona cases pop up. Country, the country back open. Country back open, like, so by default. But, um. All seriousness, man. Rest in peace to George Floyd. Major rest in peace to George um, Floyd, man. Seemed like a real good dude. I saw that video of him talking about the youth, and, and just, it, it's sad because... Even if you're on the right side of the law, this can still be your, in, your end you, result. You, as a black man, you can really just not get the opportunity to, like, finish your book. And, you know, it's like dying in your bed in the middle of the night in your sleep is like your book ended... You know, but for me, it's just like getting killed and especially getting killed like that on tape by a cop with his foot on you. And like, it's just such a crappy ass way. He called out for his mom. Right. That like just seeing that from a grown man, it's just like, God damn, y'all. Like, y'all, yeah, like nothing. There's no remorse. And, and seeing people, seeing these folks on the Internet and around the, like the world is just like you got no type of feeling for that. Even if you one of the people that don't run off of emotion or don't get, you know, emotionally invested in the stories and headlines. It's like you don't see that video and just like, damn. Yeah. So, you know, pray for the city of Minneapolis. They're they're gonna need some major work to like. They gonna need some serious infrastructure help. Yeah, they, Minneapolis is crazy as all hell right now. Definitely pray for them. Um, it, it, shout out Meg The Stallion and uh, Beyonce. Meg The Stallion finally went number one. Oh, she did. Yes. Oh, that's what's up. Number one on Billboard Hot 100. Um, the first time in. I think they said in history that two different sets of women from the hip-hop genre went number one in the same year. That's crazy. And they did it within three weeks. Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj went number one, and then Beyonce and Meg Thee Stallion went number one. History. What black women making history, man? Shout out um, to that. One thing I thought that was crazy about this week's new Hot 100, 6ix9ine isn't on it. Because it's all manufactured bullshit. No, no. I'm saying, like, the fact that he went on this whole media tour against oh, yeah. Billboard. Like, you know when you have, like, look at it like this. Last week it was, not Selena Gomez. Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande and, Justin, and Bieber. Justin Bieber were number one. Meg Thee Stallion and Beyonce were number two. And, no, Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj were number two. Gooba 6 9 was number three. Meg Thee Stallion and Beyonce were number four. This week, Bank the Stallion and Beyonce are number two. I mean, number, number one. one. Uh, Ariana Grande is number two. Uh, Doja, Doja Cat. Cat and Nicki Minaj are number three. Tootsie Slide is like number five. Like those songs, you know, when you're that high, you don't move yeah. but a couple of spots. To see the top 13 and 699 in it, Billboard was like, timeline sleep. <laughs> Get him out of here. What a lot of it was is he had a whole bunch of traffic that was being pushed, but it was all from one medium. The song didn't stream well. 
it had no radio play whatsoever. They actually exposed the radio play chart or whatever like that. He had no radio play whatsoever. It was all driven through YouTube. So it's like once you subtract all of the fucking Russian bots and the fucking Spanish bots and all of that shit that came from YouTube and you just go with the U.S. plays only, he only had 51 million plays. So it's like, all right. That's comparable to what all these other artists are doing because they're hitting all the different criterias at once. And mm -hmm. you're just really killing one criteria, which is YouTube only. And that's what his retarded ass didn't understand was that, bro, yeah, you're smashing YouTube, but this is a domestic People aren't streaming chart. this shit. Yeah, people aren't streaming this shit and nobody's like playing your song it. on the radio. Yeah. Nobody's buying it. It's just YouTube only. You can't get a number one record just off of YouTube, dickhead. So hopefully he learned his lesson and understands, oh, my red ass got more work to do. I mean, he knocked out a number three, so I guess that's cool. The, um, so where is he at now? Just off the chart? He wasn't in the top 13. <laughs> I thought that was like weird as shit, but he that's definitely... A, that's a colossal failure. Um, Future has the number one album. Uh, It's his seventh number one. He has more number one albums in this this time period of music than I think anyone since 2000. That's nuts. He has more number one albums than everybody. And more than Elvis Presley. Yeah. He's arguably, not arguably, he's probably the second biggest hip-hop artist alive. He, it's definitely him. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even yeah, close. It's Drake and then it's him. Yeah, it's definitely Drake and the future. The, um, I'm pulling up the... Uh, the joint now um so i can like go into the uh chart day to be just like it's a lot of work <laughs> this, a lot of work this to day 19 years ago <laughs> somebody went to like, like why the fuck do you have this on here yeah chart data can be a little little taxing but future's whole album charted um for an album that people allegedly hate, it sure did did uh, chart well. Oh, it's his best first week uh, ever past DS2. That's crazy. Yeah, I saw that. The so other he's day. still ascending, ascending for all it's worth. That's crazy to know that a motherfucker that did the summer sixteen tour with Drake did a fucking uh, did an album with Drake, album with Young Thug, album with Juice for all the shit. He's still ascending. That's crazy, man. Shout out to Future, yo. Yeah, like six nine is not in the top ten. Damn, goodbye. Post Post Malone circles is number ten. Justin Bieber and Quavo intentions is nine. Uh, Don't start is eight. The box Roddy Rich is number seven. Life is good. Roddy Rich is still in the. That's top what I'm 10. saying. Life is good is number six. Drake and Future. Tootsie Slide is number five. Rockstar the baby and Roddy Rich is four. Uh, Blinding Lights, The Weeknd, Say So, Doja Cat, and then Shout the, the Roddy with two top five records. Yeah, well, two top tens. No. Yeah, yeah, two top tens, because the box is number seven. But the box was number oh, one. Oh, it was number one. Yeah, definitely two top fives in the same year, yeah. Like, the amount... We can talk about this. We're going to talk about this on the next show, because I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. But uh, the the amount... Like, the fumbling of the Roddy Rich setup that Meek did and the subsequent amount of money that he's brung to Atlantic, this album cycle, is just ridiculous he's probably brung in like 50 60 million if they were to like you know really go through the audits and all of that shit he's had a record that was number one for like nine weeks or some shit like that and now it's still in the top 10 it's about to be june in a couple days yeah that song was huge huge super huge and the album is fucking platinum probably gonna end up being double platinum i think the box is what like seven or eight million sold or some shit like that now it's definitely up dude. like it's crazy so shout out to roddy rich man that's one of my one of my favorite um newer artists um 
but yeah, we gotta we gotta dig into uh into that on a future show. Um, we got some cool shit coming up on TRPE. We actually have a licensed psychologist that's gonna join us on one of our future shows to talk about everything that's going on with COVID nineteen, the psychology behind you know what people are dealing with and shit like that. Um, we're also gonna talk about depression, anxiety, all of that. So that's coming up on probably the very next show, if not the one after that. But that's already locked and loaded. We got some cool sponsors um, coming up also. So that's pretty much everything, man. I'm tired as hell. I've been up since chad early um ready to go home and i gotta take a piss you got anything else to add matthew i'm about to tell you right now okay gooba's number 11 okay this week all right so he didn't fall off the chart he just fell down the chart number 11 i just think it's insane to have that big of a drop after your first week is like wild nikki had a joint where she debuted at like number two and then dropped to like 70 (laughs) fuck i think it was no frauds that joint debuted at like number two and then dropped to like number 70 craziest shit ever but yeah i'm out of here uh great show i'm shout out to og nate yeah og nate is cool he just hit me like, yo, where the link i'm like nigga we still recording (laughs) it ain't midnight yeah like but yeah i'm out we done Peace. I got nothing. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.